Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, everyone. How you doing? Welcome to Guys We <clears throat> Fucked. It's a podcast we do. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Um... I forgot to get a news art- article. No, just just like it's so. We're gonna. Um, well, ugh, we've. I one of us has watched part of the Michael Jackson documentary, Leaving Neverland. It's okay. You can tell the people that I have, and I'm sorry. I was up crying over a personal issue, so I couldn't cry over you, uh, selfish bitch. I couldn't. I couldn't cry over pedophilia <laughs> on my Sunday night, and I apologize. So you know, sometimes you got to pick one. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's and sometimes it's not the pedophilia. It's not the guy who everyone's. It's he's a lot of people's heroes. Well, was or is, and you know what? Also, too, um, Roxanne Gay wrote a really great article about separating the art from the artist and when people can do that and why people can do that and all that stuff. And mm. um, I thought it was a really great read, and uh, and a lot of people obviously look up to Michael Jackson, and um, and it's understandable that you if you still love his music. <laughs> so who the fuck it was Microscene tweeted like, "Oh, the good news is you could still listen to the Jackson Five because he wasn't a pedophile then." Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, Jesus he was. I mean, he was getting molested then. I'm pretty I know, sure. Yeah. So I've only watched part of the first episode, so this is not like a complete, you know, summary of what happened. And also, that we're recording this on Monday before the podcast is released. So also. Uh, it's the other episodes getting list. released. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to it. But we did. We I've watched part of it, and boy, oh boy, you guys. Yeah, he had sex with kids. Uh, he had sex with children, and it is a very detailed account. And it's um, people being molested is something that I was made aware of. It's been happening since the beginning of time, mm-hmm. specifically children being molested and just people in general. Yeah. Um, and it was something that I was made aware of since doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I would gauge, I, I feel like, and this is not an accurate statistic, but it seems to me from everyone I know in real life and people that have emailed us, sorry about last night show at gmail.com, that a lot of people have been molested as children. A lot of people. A lot of people have experienced some type of sexual misconduct as a child and it's that's fucking terrible. And the one good thing that I'm excited about is that we're talking about it. Um, yeah it's weird because like growing up I mean like I don't I don't and to this day I don't know any of like my personal friends who have been molested so I mean yep. I guess I, I guess I just needed hotter friends Justin so. Justin oh yeah well I didn't know him as a kid oh that's true you know um, so I'm not sure uh, yeah like, I don't know if any of my childhood friends have but the thing is you don't know because people keep that stuff to themselves I didn't know my own mother was molested at age 11 by right. four different people and she came on this fucking podcast right so well, um, oh yeah that's true well I, I want my <clears throat> folks to come on at one my my mom I, I don't think can't because of her job but like yeah my dad actually will I told him to prep some yeah. stuff oh that's fun my dad's my a real will. character I love your He's dad trying and to I, do stand-up probably really Good I mean him. not actually wow. like in public but I'm saying like on the podcast he'll he'll definitely so, what is he Stormy Daniels Jesus yeah. Christ <laughs> oh my god I'm oh, sorry <laughs> oh no that, I thought I spit on you and then I was like that's a no. lot of spit and then I realized you just had <laughs> that was my coffee was coffee on yourself <laughs> okay we're no, in. that was just me missing the straw so so yeah, mm. I've, I've watched parts of, of Leaving Neverland. Michael Jackson had sexual intercourse with children. What channel is it on? Um, it's HBO, uh, but I have the Hulu thing where you get all the things. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, duh. a lot of people have been molested. And you know what? That's um, disappointing. I think that talking about it 
is so important for the person who was molested, I think, or anybody who's experienced trauma. You know I'm on a self-help kick, Well, and especially because for this one, um, it's, you know, male survivors, which there is, you know, a real stigma. I mean, there's a stigma. Absolutely. There's a stigma against all survivors. And, you know, specifically, I I think think male survivors have a little bit more trouble coming out because for some reason there is, like, embarrassment. Yeah, because masculinity is treated like this fucking, like, like knight's shield that can never be penetrated. And that's not... Not what that is right and then it's the second layer of like you know so it's pedophilia and then it's like homos you know homosexuality right and then there's homophobia that goes over that right it's a lot of layers and a lot of times when people get molested they their uh, genitals are act as if they are aroused because that's a defense mechanism mm-hmm. and that that fucks you up especially if you don't know that that's what happens yeah so and sometimes you repress it like i've been with people who it was like repressed for years yeah and then they find out <clears throat> it's fascinating the way the yeah. mind works around trauma and the yeah. way but um these interviews were very thorough and these men these grown men who had were molested and assaulted and raped i you know by michael jackson it, you know what the weird mm, thing is yeah he seemed um and i don't know this is gonna be weird to say but like a like a gentle pedophile like a loving pedophile i can see that because i mean i think that was a, that's weird but not I to do defend feel, him and i haven't no. watched it yet but like i feel like michael jackson was so fucked up and so like did not have the chance to be a child so no, he did not uh, it did not seem that way yeah i mean he was i feel like he was just acting like a child it was almost like what's that movie with robin williams jack oh yeah so it's yeah. like you have an adult body but your mind is still that of a yeah, child because one of the little boys they interviewed him as a grown man and his mother and he would come oh, michael jackson would just come over their house and yeah, like hang out God. i'm like yo and but at the time it's fucking michael jackson one of the greatest entertainers on the face of the planet right regardless of these this terrible thing that he was doing um oh yeah well, hopefully people like uh, like believe people like Corey feldman now you know because like a yeah. lot of times they were just like i actually messaged him he didn't message me back it's fine i know he's, wow Corey, so i know selfish. he's dealing with some heavy stuff no but like you know because it, <laughs> you know he's you know that that we were we were so quick to be like oh Corey feldman's crazy and i always you know i love a deep dive into celebrities like i've look been looking it up and i'm always like i don't think that's not the kind of thing that you make up no you know? It's not, and I know, I know that there has been many cases of people um, not making up an assault, a sexual assault. Um, oh, I thought other stuff because I refer to things as a real Jussie now. Like, oh, oh, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's not, fucking infuriating because he's not doing any favors to not good, not good to uh, many communities. Um, mm. But yeah, um, I don't know. That's just watch it. It's fucked up. And if you are easily triggered, if you are someone who has experienced that, uh, I don't recommend you watch it. Yeah, I heard this one was like a little bit more like graphic and yeah, triggering than the R. Kelly because I was I was prepared for a lot with the R. Kelly. And while it was, I mean, I you know I was that took up you know a good full weekend of my life. Uh, you know, taking handwritten notes about it. I I wasn't. It didn't like bother me like in like well, a these night- are stories that we've heard. I just have never heard these away. specific stories about R. Kelly, but I've heard stories. And also, I think we like knew these. what was coming. Like we yeah. knew what was coming a little bit more. Yeah, with the R. Kelly. I didn't sit, oh, certainly know the. Full you know what? The other thing that fucked me up a little bit. So uh, while watching this Michael Jackson thing, I you know everybody th- those were the allegations were that he molested kids and stuff. Right. And I never looked into them because I didn't want to know. I didn't well, want to fucking know. I thought he was know. just like sleeping in a bed with them. I didn't I realize he, he was, thought he was actually. A kid. Right. Yeah. But I did not personally look into all of that. I didn't research it. I didn't want to know. I remember when we were hanging out with Devin Rattray, 
who played Buzz. I thought you were going to say Alone. Michael Jackson, and I was like, Christina, I wasn't invited to that. Girl, yeah, girl. I, was, <laughs> I said I was hanging out with my ex, but I was with Michael Jackson. No, um, Devin Rattray, who played Buzz on Home Alone, one of the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, remember he told us, he was like, yeah, Mac and him would hang out. Like, Michael would come to his yeah. trailer. I remember that. And he like Mac had Mac meaning this, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're besties. He, no, well, yeah. I, I call him Mac too, because I don't, whatever. Um, <laughs> And I remember him telling me that. I was like, let's talk about something else. And, you know, I was part of the... It's so know, strange. It's like, is it, I mean, I don't know if you've watched it. Did you watch Abducted in Plain Sight? No, everyone's telling me about that too. I gotta okay. watch. There's a lot of shit so I gotta watch. So another thing that's happening in there is like, yo, hey, if you have a kid and then there's an adult who wants to be friends with your kid and like that's hang out weird. in your kid's room alone. Nope. That's not okay. Oh, is that what happened in Abducted in Plain Sight? Oh, yeah. This, that's not Abducted in Plain Sight. That's, hey, don't let your child hang out with an adult. Their kid just had a full-on male adult, adult friend. friend. She's a little girl. Yo. No little girl's that no interesting. Way. Hey, what did we say? No grown man wants to be your friend. Oh, man, that meme got so much. My Instagram, I mean, you would think, you would think that I just wrote all Jews should die and posted it. That's like how, that's the level that it was at, that people were, were responding to that at. And oh, I was like, was it men oh, or, my God. Was it, was it men? Um, then that's not true. There was a lot of men. There was women mad too. And I was like, I'm just, I just everyone's hey, mad. Hey, wh- can we have a little LOL, guys? No, it's a laughter. The I laughter. Mean, the I world put, sucks. I put a funny Jordan Woods uh, picture that's up. That's hilarious. Oh, I saw that. That's very funny. I, I mean, like these things are throwaway <laughs> jokes, and people are responding <laughs> so intensely. I mean, I even tried to put up a picture of me with a dolphin in there. Where I sh- <laughs> You fucking anti whale piece of shit. I don't. I don't know what to do now, guys. I don't. I've stopped eating mahi mahi a long time ago. So oh, is that dolphin? Yeah, like oh, a like up. a take on a dolphin. Oh. <laughs> mm. oh, so then I can eat it. JK, I have the palate of a twelve-year-old. I eat uncrustables with grape jelly. Hey, come see us live. Yes, you guys. Some- Saturday, March thirtieth. That's coming up soon. We're gonna be in Tempe, Arizona. And is it Tempe or Tempe? I don't fucking know. I think know. it's Tempe. Tempe is something that vegans eat. Tempe makes me sound like a pretentious shit. So I'm going to say Tempe, Arizona. Saturday, March 30th at the Improv. We're doing two shows, but one night. And I'm not going to make a joke about two girls, one cup. Indianapolis, Indiana. We're going to be at the Helium Comedy Club Thursday, April 18th. Oh, I almost forgot about that gig. Through, <laughs> I'm through, excited. I like Indianapolis. I do too. Through Saturday, April 20th. And then Boston, Massachusetts. Tickets are actually going really fast for this, which is what we wanted, and I'm very happy, but you got to go to our website to get them now. Friday, May 3rd, Boston, Massachusetts. We're going to do the Wilbur Theater again for the Women in Comedy Festival. The first time we did it, it sold out. I'm gonna Maybe I'll invite my parents again because um, they don't yell at me for saying things if I sold out 1100 Theater. <laughs> you know, low expectations, parents. Go to sorry about last night comedy dot com slash tours for all the other dates. Also, New York City Glamour Puss is happening Friday, Saturday, Saturday, March twenty third, seven thirty. Myself and Wendy Starling Zinc Bar get on it. Um, last month we had a a very soft skinned um, male stripper who I think was straight. Um, he was just Italian, you know. Um, and he <laughs> he took his clothes off and he and he put me on his body and. This is the best night of my life. I so. know. I was upset I couldn't go. I, I was I, I was elsewhere. <sighs> um, and then for me, because Corinne, I have a couple uh, 
dates that you could visit me in different cities. Baltimore um, on Thursday, March 28th. I'm going to be at Magoobie's Joke House. <laughs> Magoobie's, um, that's a great name. Yes, I'm going to be there with Ayana Dukey. It's going to be really fun. She's so hilarious I and talented. Um, and then in April, uh, I'm going to a wedding. And I was like, well, I can't just... You know, I want to be able to write this trip off. So <laughs> booked some shows around it. And I'll be in Columbus, Ohio and Cincinnati, Ohio. I think it's April 4th and 5th. Columbus being the 4th. Uh, Cincinnati being the 5th. It, those are like wineries or breweries. Um, again, you can just follow me on social media at Philanthropy Gal for all that information. And I'll get the links up on my website, which is CorinneFisher.com. Yeah. And our duo social media is Sorry About Last Night. SRY about less NYT on Twitter. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big, some of them are small. A lot of them are very big, uh, but we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids— their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather handwoven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. I'm Christina Hutch. Follow us because we have a lot of updates. Uh-huh. One of the updates is an announcement we're very excited to make. We are joining the Luminary family. Um, the Luminary... <laughs> it sounds like we just announced we're in a cult. Oh, yeah. No, it's a cult for great things. Um, I'm really fucking excited about this. Yeah, um, this is huge. This guy, Matt, his name's Matt. And uh, we met with him a while ago. And he fucking really is loves podcasting and wants to take it in a direction that's really innovative. Podcasting's a really new medium. It's been around for, you know, a hot minute, but it's considering it. Uh, yeah, we've gotten ourselves into some real legal pickles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also it's so fascinating. Like we started this podcast when I I knew what podcasts were, mm -hmm. but they didn't 
the clout and the respect and the 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 amount of ears that are on podcasts are it's huge people are listening to podcasts i feel like more than watching because there's so much fucking content on television now mm-hmm. that i feel like people i don't know i've just noticed people listening more and more to well, podcasts you can get really niche in a, in a podcast whereas yeah. on television you have to go so vague to appeal to so many people yeah. and to uh, appease sponsors and that's one of the things i love about podcasting especially in this day and age like so often um we're being censored or told what we can and cannot say in our art and podcasting was one of the few places especially with christina and myself because we created this ourselves and and make all our own decisions business-wise like it's given the us the opportunity to do what we want to do to talk about what we want to talk about yeah because believe us like we've tried to talk about rape and sexual assault on tv and like people are not having it we we get a big fat no yeah and it's like okay oh so you don't think it happens okay got it got it got it got it yeah um and so this is such a unique fucking platform a podcast and we're really proud i'm so fucking proud of guys we fuck i i we we talk about this a lot i really we started this five years ago i had no fucking idea that anyone was gonna listen to be honest that was a pretty good idea um no i I thought it was a great idea (laughs) but i like you know like dance like no one's watching talk like no one's listening right yeah and i and i and I've the amount of real that we get on this podcast is it surprises me when I listen back to it um, and the arcs that it has taken from from interviewing guys we've actually fucked to um, talking about really serious topics that I knew nothing about. I don't think you knew anything about either, mm-hmm. like pedophilia, like rape, like like uh, abortion talking about these really serious topics in a way that could shed some light on them and that we aren't being censored has been the most incredible experience I've ever had in my life. And to have an audience of people who give a shit and want to hear what we have to say and also uh, contribute to this podcast being what it is. It's also a really unique time capsule for our lives. It's like a diary. I almost want to have a kid just so they can listen to it. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. I, uh, I, I was faced recently with the re- first possible repercussions of like my family having to deal with the fact that I co-host I, I, it's weird but I'll tell you later okay but um but yeah this podcast has taken a lot of twists and turns that um I'm really proud of I didn't see coming and I'm we give our, a lot of ourselves to this podcast and I listened mm-hmm. to the episode that we released last week we mm-hmm. recorded that February 9th mm-hmm. and we released it recently and uh because I got a lot of messages about it, about this therapy session. And I listened back to it and I was like, oh, dude, I, I, I remember what I said vaguely, but I got real. That was like my innermost thoughts. And, it, and I was on my couch crying, listening to me talking about crying. And um, but we give a lot of ourselves on this podcast. And um, and I'm really excited for the direction that it's going. And I'm really fucking excited to be joining Luminary because Matt has is a visionary when it comes to podcasts. He fucking gets it. And I'm very proud of of where we're headed. And we are amongst some heavy fucking hitters. And um, yeah, we'll have more info soon. But um, there's a custom link that's on all of our social media right now. And it's going to be in the description of this episode that you're listening to right now. This is what you click to find more information and to subscribe early. Just subscribe early and uh, we'll have more information as it comes out. But um, yeah, because like we want to give, you know, first chance and like special opportunity uh, to the guys we fucked audience. And of course, uh, you know, you have a couple months, but the sooner you do it, I you know the better the better things will be for everyone absolutely it's really it's really exciting and it's exciting especially as like women who walked into this space completely unknown um it gave us the ability to create our own our our truly our own business yeah um 
And that's something that I'm really proud. I'm really proud of us. I'm doing. proud of us too. Oh my God. And a lot of people have been asking, can I, is this going to be on Spotify? Right now, nothing's changing. We just want to tell you about Luminary and click this link. We're giving you a heads up. Yeah. There are changes. And I mean, we've kind of hinted at this before, but yeah. we legally couldn't say anything before today. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's good things. And uh, hopefully, and I, and truly the, f- the future of podcasting. Yeah. And, and we can do more and, and we're going to also have like a higher production. We're going to have, they like, we're, we have a production budget so we can yeah. like fly people out here or fly to places to interview guests. We have an associate producer now. Yeah, we, like, have, we have names on our list of people we want to interview that I never even dreamed I would even be able to like connect with. I'm so fucking excited, you guys, for what's in store for Guys We Fucked and for Luminary. So uh, keep, a, keep an eye out. Click that link. Subscribe. It's going to be a big shit in store. Big mm-hmm. shit. Um, Hey, question. Yes. <laughs> I was wondering when this question was coming. You said you had a question. So my birthday party happened. Oh, wait. We haven't seen each other in a while. <clears throat> wait, don't. If you're, I know what you're going to ask. I think we, I want to talk about this on the next episode. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. That's part of my, and I know what you're saying. Dun, dun, dun. Ain't that a cliffhanger for you motherfuckers? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, we'll talk about that on the next episode. <laughs> okay, you're going to want to listen. All right, this episode of Guys We Fucks, this is a long one, but we're really proud of it. Uh, we had a lot of... Um, Listeners come up and ask us questions in person, so we're not going to read emails. Um, this episode was recorded live at the Listen Up Festival in Portland, Oregon. We sold out an 800-seat theater, and it was fucking dope. Shout out to everybody in that festival. That was an amazing Yeah, that was experience. really fun. That green room was sick. Uh, our guest <laughs> on today's episode, she's an activist, she's a mother, she's a stripper, she's a writer. She's please, a person. She's a human being, God damn it, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... L Stanger. a lot you're gonna cry cry. don't cry don't cry unless jeff didn't text you back then cry jeff can suck a dick jeff Um, never texts back oh suck a dick's fun um suck a dick i'm Um, so horny um (laughs) happy valentine's day yeah everybody i 
love Valentine's Day. Me Single too, I or not? Do. I think it's fun. Yeah, I just like to keep it real low key on Valentine's. <laughs> I was like, I look like Peggy Bundy, but then also like a stoner who, like, this is a size small sweater because they're like, it's supposed to fit big. And I was like, well, you've achieved what you're doing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's very Mary Kate Olsen of you. Yes, thank you. So cute. I mean, I'm just like, I'm melting into my own body. I'm so thin. I love that. <laughs> We all we both wore dolls kill because I think that's the appropriate holly, holiday uh, yeah. wear. Yeah, right? these are my oops, I did it again pants. So the only time I wore these in public. Nice, nice, right? Because you told me that you had ripped a pair of pants And I assumed it was those pants Because I had been with you and you purchased them And then a year had passed and I, I never know. saw that No, it was just regular pants Oh, <laughs> right you in just the crotch. ripped regular pants? Yeah, I just bent over Oh, her, And I was like, okay Very Jessica Simpson mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's cool No, only one person got that Because <laughs> everyone else is like, I'm 22 I don't know, even know who that is So, sorry Does somebody not know who Jessica Simpson is in this room right now? It's a very basic name. It could really be anyone. <laughs> Jessica, and there's probably a Jessica Simpson here tonight. Like, you know, who's more um, talented? Okay, out. <laughs> Ooh, oh, Portland, can you handle it? Can you handle it? All your fucking Lyft drivers drive five miles per hour. You're lucky we made it. Yeah, what the fuck? You, oh you, my you guys aren't in a rush God. at all. And What's I feel happening? like I'm on a podcast when I'm in it. I'm like, oh, you don't need to know any more about my life, okay? <laughs> Fucking asking all these questions. <laughs> what are you doing? That's not safe. <laughs> Wait, what was he asking you? <laughs> I don't know. I just try to always keep it vague so that, like, what I do seems really scandalous. Like, I'll never say I'm a comedian. I'll just be like, entertainment business. Whoa. Yeah, but then they're going to ask questions. Oh, no. Not with my attitude. They don't. Oh, see, that's the thing. I, have a, I have a no follow-up energy. <laughs> Except for long and hard. When we're going to the airport in the morning and I don't talk to anybody, yes. Corinne does the talking. Yeah. Because I make it very clear that if I open my mouth, it's not going to be a nice thing. Yeah. You know I'm saying. Yeah, when it, when it involves like law enforcement or government workers I'm very pleasant because yeah. I don't, I don't want to be arrested and especially not for the first time in an airport because it's yeah. not going to go well um, so I had a first last night actually oh how can how convenient <laughs> so I was I knew I like I knew this recording was happening Crazy. obviously and uh, I was going to try poppers for the first time uh-huh. I, the guy sold them to me at a sex store and oh. I bought like the best kind. Yeah, they sold them to me in LA at a sex store. I don't know what the best kind is that your head feels like it's being stuffed with helium. Well, so. and I remember you saying that and I was like, I don't know. And then I looked, I researched it because I'm not going to try a drug if, unless I research the shit out of it. And yeah. there's a lot of scary things out there about poppers. Right. So I didn't do that. But uh, I had sex with this person that I'm like in love with. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and call, we did like a daddy thing. Like I called him daddy. I've never called anybody daddy really? in bed ever because I've never dated anybody that I'm oh. like, I want to call you daddy. No I mean, one. I, I was fucking a 38 year old. I'm 33 and I called him daddy. I mean, like you could be, you could have a December birthday, 1985. My birthday, September, 1985. You're getting called daddy. But you, like, my, I don't care. For me, you got to admit a daddy vibe. You know what I mean? It just feels like, can you get in trouble with this person? And usually yeah. you can with anyone. Well, yeah, and he just, he looks like a dad, like a daddy. Oh, like he a, does, yeah. He looks like, yeah. <laughs> only we, only we know who we're talking about, but I'm going to confirm hard yeah, on like, that. Yeah, like, like, dad pants. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, give me that fucking, has, like, really hairy arms. I love it. <laughs> oh. I don't know if that 
that's more of an ethnic thing than a dad thing. Well, I well, like if you have an Asian dad, that doesn't sit. Oh yeah, that's true. So really, but this guy has like hairy daddy arms. I don't know. Like, I don't know. And man, it was dope. And um, I tell, I'm like, so, this person and I have the best sex mm-hmm. I think I've ever had in my life. Uh-huh. It's really. But I was also. Don't you feel like uh, along the way, like just because I was trying to think the same thing and I was like, oh, I think every sex I have after the previous sex is the best sex. And I was like, maybe I'm just getting better at sex. You know, I'm definitely getting way better at sex. However, then that contributes to it. But this person and I, when we started having sex, it was great. It was always good. But the more we have sex, we have like the I call it like the don't want to miss a thing phase because it's like I don't want to close my eyes or fall asleep. I want to stare at him. Because I'm like, the more we sleep, the less time we have to talk and look at each other. And like, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's this fucking... This is where you've lost me. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, we went to, out to eat multiple times this past week, and we sat on the same side of the booth. What? What? You're very sweet. She tells me backstage, first of all, she's like, I have groundbreaking stuff I'm going to tell you on stage. And I th- I, I'm like, go out. This, today's the day that Christina Hutchinson put a gerbil in her asshole. You know? And then you're I like, wouldn't do that to a gerbil. you're telling me that you fucking called someone daddy and then went to like the Applebee's down the street. I know. It was a diner. It was a diner. But we like, and I'm PPA. We got half price apps after nine. <laughs> I don't really know. I guess I don't feel any one way about PDA, but I feel like when I'm dating somebody, you tell me because you've been around me when I'm dating somebody, at the beginning, I don't feel like I'm very, like, fingers up their butt, just, like, in public. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, PDA? Yeah. No, I don't think it's, like, sexual. I think it's more, like, love, like loving, right. adoring. Not with this guy. Beatlemania, perhaps. Beatlemania, yeah. Yes. Not, with this person, it's just, like, when we interviewed Justin Silver, and he's like, you know when you're so attracted to somebody that you feel like they're written on the cells of your body? Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like. Yeah, that, that line, I was like, he wrote that in ahead of time because he was trying to get fucked. Hey, whatever. I will use it. It works. And I, I I bought a prostate stimulator at the sex store where I also got the poppers that I didn't end up using. Wait, and I thought you already had a prostate stimulator. I did, but not with me in LA. Oh. And that one was used. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was gross. gross. I'm not... He yeah. took that. You, you, that's for you, boo. Yeah, you that's, that. that's a tarnished one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not... Oh, my... Yeah, that'd be funny if I just had, like, a drawer of peace spot stimulators for my exes. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a fun little token. Maybe put um, them out as an exhibit under glass. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. That's a good point. I think um, that'd be fun. But I bought one at this... It was a gay... It was a, mainly like a gay set, like for men, gay men. And mm-hmm. um, that's why they had a case full of poppers. Right. But, so all their P-Spot simulators were big. Like mm-hmm. the Neros mm-hmm. is like a pinky, a, truly a pinky. This was like half a wrist, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, big. yeah. So, I, and I asked him, I was like, okay, I bought, I bought one and I really want to use it on you, but it's kind of big. And he's like, I'll do whatever. I'm like, oh, you're so sexy. And, um, and I was telling, like, I put it in and I remember when I did this with Steven, mm-hmm. I was so scared. I was like, you put it in. Like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put it in. Cause did was, you not know it was going to come out or? No, it wasn't that. Ex- <laughs> I just felt really uncomfortable. But with yeah. him, I was like, I told him, I was like, I feel like that I have the key to your body. And like, I, I touched him. I touch him exactly the right way and vice versa. Like, it be- yeah. Whew. I feel like I, I, I suck things up your asshole in a previous life, you know? <laughs> very connected. That's what it felt like. Right? Yeah, it did very. feel like that. I'm like, I feel like we've been here before, but we definitely haven't. Not um, it. Yeah. yeah um, 
yeah, it's just I like I want to walk around with his dick inside me all the time. That's how wow. attracted I am to him. Okay. Like I want his penis in me like now, but like a mold of it. You a know? mold. Oh, so not the real well, thing. Well, because then he's, he'd be here. Then and he'd that's, be he's got stuff to do. Yeah. And he would get, yeah. Yeah. I see. Then you'd have a show on TLC. Okay. Um, <sighs> shit. Right. Well, we've tried a lot and nothing's worked so far. Yeah. So maybe I'll that, Maybe that's uh, the fucking plot thing we were looking for. Interesting. Living inside <laughs> you. That's pretty funny. That's very strange. I'm good. Um, not to brag, but I have already had sex today. So, like. Thank you. Sex is so fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, Valentine's Day, you know, listen, there's few things I love more in life than complaining. It's my lifeblood. It's my last wish. If someone said what, if I was on death row and I had a last meal, I was like, just give me someone to complain to that nourishes my soul more than anything. But I, um, yeah, I, I just, I hate complaining on Valentine's Day. Like, unless, unless you're like, you know, you know, wife or husband just got hit by a bus, like on (laughs) February 13th. Well, I don't want to be, I'm trying to be less cold hearted. So I just, you know, I did include that in the Instagram caption that I furiously wrote this morning on the airplane. Um, But I uh, thank you for the one person who read that. Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, and I just hate complaining on Valentine's Day because it like you you don't need to make a big thing about it. Like if someone's enjoying it, great. But you don't need to like, like I remember in school, people would be like crying in homeroom. Why? And like putting things in their own locker, which I mean, I'm an advocate of that. (laughs) Well, yeah, be your own Valentine. Yeah, I mean, not even be your own Valentine. Just like be your own fucking publicist. Like no one wants to know. No one doesn't want your pussy. What are we doing? Doing here, you gotta sell yeah. your fucking self. Be smart, yeah. because that's what it is. It's a publicity problem. Like, did you see my mom text? My mom texted me, and uh, you know, it's always very important with Diane. And she yeah. said, "Did you see what Kanye gave Kim Kardashian for Valentine's Day?" And I said, "No, mom, I'm actually working tonight, so I, I failed to see that." Um, and don't worry, she had the link ready, so she sends me. <laughs> She sends me a HuffPo article because that's where I get all my most serious news. Yeah. And it was uh, so Kanye hired Kenny G, which already were so off brand for Kardashian or Kanye. You know, it's like I, you know, it's like we wonder why they're so famous, but they keep surprising us. So I'm on board. Yeah. And so she walked into her living room, and also for how rich they are, they don't have anything on their walls. It's just it looks like a like a psychiatric ward. It's pure white, and like we see how big it is, but not not an art piece, not a couch, not a because they're their own art. They're, yeah. They're, their conversation is the art. Yes. Yeah. So he's just standing in the living room. Playing uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which if there's one song that does not make me horny, it's that. <laughs> there's so many things. Like, Dorothy's 16 in the movie. She, like, is fucking hitting her head. She go, she's, she's, like, having... She has, like, a concussion throughout the movie, and then yeah. we're in some kind of LSD universe. Yeah. And I don't understand, but whatever. And so he's playing Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and then there's just... Uh, roses covering the ground, but each one is in its own vase. Because I guess they're like, how can we be least eco-friendly as possible? That's always their goal. And I just, it it opened up more questions for me about their relationship. (laughs) Like, is Kanye friends with Kenny G? Is Kenny G harder than we thought he was? That I think, yes. You know? He's been on some sketches. Right. Some sketches. Yeah, because I think, I think, like, you know, Snoop Dogg had a soft side. Martha Stewart had a harder side and I think 
we just don't know about these things. So anyway, that happened. But yeah, and I had a lot of sex last night with, I mean, again, you guys, I don't know if you guys are for, if you're following, like, the corn guy, but I can't call him that anymore. Because it started as a hashtag, and then I, scre- I screenshotted the corn guy? it. Well, corn guy. Corn guy? <laughs> and then it's very sweet, because our listeners are so young, that someone wrote me a little card after our show, and she said, I hope things work out with the corn guy, but she spelled it like the cob. With a C. And- <laughs> And that really took kind of the edge out of what I was going for. Do you think she thinks that he, like, sells corn? I'm not. I just think she has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) And she was like, let this geriatric woman have her check. (laughs) Put on your nurse shoes and go to the fucking airport. You know, she's like, TikTok, she can barely reproduce any longer, but let her have this moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's good. No, it's the sex that you have with, um, not the corn guy, um, but the corn guy. Um, PM, professional PM, musician. I just right, didn't know right. if everyone was caught up, but. Um, professional musician. PM. Is it the best sex you've ever had? Yeah. But I, we're going to have to edit this because he listens to it because he's a nice person, so I don't want him to get too fucking cocky about oh, it. Oh, okay. It's like you already played for corn. What more do you need? Stop. Mm. And I never knew, like, the song Freak on a Leash could make me horny, but now it oh, does. That's a part of my. I have three different kinds of sex playlists. I have falling in love playlist. I have like like cute play like cute like really intense intense sex playlist. And Are then I have one that's, that's called fucking, and it has porn on it. And freak on the leash is on it. I'm a, I don't. I just. I only have one, and it's like called like hot boys or something. And I found it, and Beautiful. I made fun of the person who made it because I didn't realize that person was me. <laughs> You subscribe to a playlist? Yeah, like I spelled it with a Z, like B-O-Y-Z. That's some shit I would do. And I was like, ugh, what Claire's shopping bimbo made this list? And then it was Corinne Fisher, yeah. Yeah. Because it was just a lot of like Marilyn Manson, just, you know, Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, kind of just really getting me. Nine Inch Nails is on my playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's great. that. And well, because it was, I hadn't had sex last time we spoke about PM with him because I really oh, actually didn't right. even know if we were friends or if he just needed something or I wasn't sure about he it. Dead pussy. I don't, yeah, 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 apparently. And then I reminded myself what I always tell you like, no adult man wants to be your, your friend. friend. Yeah. Which, again, remember that. And I think it's like really. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Because even, I mean, this is going to get weird, but did you watch the documentary Abducted in Plain Sight? <laughs> no. Yeah. See, Where are we going all, with this, boo? I don't want to ruin it for you, but... I feel like it's about people abducted in Well, sometimes I ask a lot of questions about myself based on the types of uh, media people recommend to me. <laughs> you know, it's like a mirror. And then you're like, oh, you think I would just like to sit at home and watch 90 minutes of a story where a guy, uh, you know, engages in pedophilia and then fucks both the parents. Sorry, spoiler. Um, yo, I'm sorry, but the world is fucked up. Read yeah. our inbox for one day and yeah. you will walk around with your mouth just gaping open. Like, the uh, world is fucked up. It was edgy. Wow. And, um, yeah, and so someone, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but we somehow watched that. I don't, it wasn't foreplay, but you then, watched it with the PM? Well, because you know I need, I need someone who can handle, just handle, like handle the worst shit, you yeah. know? Right. 
and he's had trauma, so we're in the clear. And Perfect. That's why you had good sex. Yeah. And well, I trauma just motherfuckers <laughs> great bit. I just knew the sex that we were gonna have. I was like, it's either gonna be like violent to the point where I need to call the cops, or just right, you know, like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Yes, yeah, the last bed. It's you know, the coziest like, bed. This yeah. man hits too hard. <laughs> this man hits too soft. <laughs> It's just right. You know what? Yeah, yeah. And you know right away. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man. And when they hit just right, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to marry you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he called me the Van Halen of sucking dick, and I was like, well, we're married now, so. Like, and he, like, no, probably knows Van Halen, you know? Is Van wow. Halen even still alive? I don't know. Dude, edit this part out so he doesn't think I'm not Between cool. Between you and I, we're afraid um, to suck a dick, so yeah. I got to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I and I said I was like, yeah, I don't really like doing this, but you're a VIP. <laughs> I said Before that. Use the terminology. On yeah, I just let him know, and then he made fun of me later. But that's what that's where we're bonded, so yeah. it's all good. Wow, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it's I'm happy for me as well. Thank you. <laughs> There's just so many tattoos. I count them to fall asleep at night. <laughs> a fucking dream you know you wake uh, up and you're just like this is the sleeve i've wanted to see my whole life oh yeah it's finally right here beside me yeah i'm so happy for you, you. go girl um okay so i uh, usually typically at the podcast at the intro part we we uh read an email or two from somebody who needs advice but we figure since you guys are here we can give you advice to your fucking face now since it's valentine's day i'm assuming there's some single people here because statistically yeah don't See, that sounds great. Um, you sound and super energetic. Oh. Are there? This is a segment that we do in our new live touring show, and I feel like it's appropriate because it's Valentine's Day. Is there anybody in here who's single who has is on a dating app and it feels like they're hitting a wall, like they're meeting the same kind of person, or so, so they're just not being understood? Um, if you want to come on stage, we'll pick one of you, bring your phone, and we'll 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 analyze your dating app profile in front of everybody here. Yeah. service before you come up here because yeah. time is money you, you pick you're good at picking i can be i can only see the front row oh, so i can see i can, there's a person in the middle that like just is fervent like just raising their hand as if they're trying to touch the sky and just i mean like we're gonna roast you like yeah. this is not gonna go in your favor no so be comfortable with that but that's okay life's tough right Man, I'm not going to watch that documentary now. Yeah, well, I mean, I ruined it for you, Fuck but... the kids and the parents? Uh, I mean, That's well, terrible. Because someone said that to me as the selling point for it. That was like, they're like, yeah, it fucks the kid and the parents. And you're like, what? But it even gets weirder than that to the point where you're Whoa. like, this is worth investing time in. Oh. I just can't believe they got people to say it on camera. I can't either. Hi. That's Hi, have a seat right here. Tell us your name. Woo! Yeah, Nicole. Nicole. Guess it's Nicole. Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Did you bring like a posse here with you or? Yeah, I'm actually uh, third wheeling tonight. So I'm here with my sister and her boyfriend. Oh, I was going to say, it's not going to turn into a three-way. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. It It could if you want a documentary, yeah. Yeah, if you want to be on Netflix, uh, there's one way in. So, okay, how old are you? I'm 23. 23. And if you had to describe yourself, like say you were on The Bachelor, ugh, oh. um, but say you were like, and you had to like pitch yourself as like how you are as like a, a partner or somebody to date, what would okay. you say? Well, I just moved back from Spain, so. Snooze. World traveler. <laughs> oh, I'm 
I'm like, ooh, cool. Oh. I was, I was like, geez, all right, rub it in. <laughs> Someone has a passport. Um, <laughs> what yeah, were you doing I, I was living abroad for six months. Okay. So okay. I was okay. teaching English and. I'm impressed, Nicole. Okay, I mean, what else? This is like when I swipe no on people if they're if just standing amongst like a bunch of like children in Africa. You're like, okay, you're being disgusting well, now. So I did really like that's the children though, very know? much. So that was see. There's something. some people who agree. So okay, and what about like who you are as a person? Um. Well, I would say I'm friendly. Um, friendly? Yeah. Pretty friendly. Oh, I didn't even. I, From, I thought that was a word I didn't understand. <laughs> I was like, is, does Cardi B say that? <laughs> I'm real fucking old. Okay, go on. I didn't, well, wait, wait, side note. I didn't know SZA was SZA. I thought, oh, it, was, you didn't, you thought, thought it was another Z- artist named like Zah. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, put your nursing Sorry, shoes back on. I was like, oh, it's the same Marla. <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're friendly. I'm friendly. I'm from Portland. Okay. Um, yeah, we're and, here. Yeah, we I am looking um, for just kind of a pretty casual thing right now. Casual, okay. Yeah, so just I, fucking. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but with like a connection. Do you want? Do you, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm do trying you fuck to fuck somebody you hate or no? Some people can. Yeah, I'm. What? what do you, do you can you fuck someone you don't like? Like sometimes people <laughs> like having sex with people they don't like, and that's what gets them off. That's I've never tried question. it before, but I feel okay. like I feel like hate fucking could be up my own. The words you said and the way you said them are the op- are opposites, right? You're like, I feel like I could probably hate fuck somebody. I don't know. Um, Just give me a few more drinks. I know like, you're wearing like a romper and a fashion scarf. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, if I need to fuck the hate I'm and like stockings with cute socks. It Very like nice. Apology catalog. Okay. Hey, yeah. so uh, India though. Oh, it's from India. You need, okay. stop, you need to stop fucking country shopping. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're, yeah. Uh, can I see your dating profile? Yeah. Here you go. Okay. So what app is this? This oh, is these Hinge. Are matches. Oh, Hinge is good. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. Oh, Hinge is good. Cute picture. I think you. Cute picture of you. Oh, like, you with can go. The like, wind's blowing in your hair. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, don't. Okay, so Hinge, if you don't know, has a couple prompts that you can answer, which I actually really like. And it, they, they, like, lead you in, and then you fill in the blanks. So mm-hmm. this first prompt, Nicole, is, um, don't hate me if I... Make a few bad puns. I hope that appeals to you. And she spelled it P-E-E-L-S and put a banana emoji. Girl, no. That's corny. That's corny as hell. I'm a corny person. You lived in Spain. That's cool. Well, I think you're going to be able to find a hate fuck pretty easily. Actually, I need okay. to switch to Diet Coke before I get mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a picture of you rock climbing. That's fun. Yeah, you don't it was, smoke. It was on a, um, <laughs> a very dangerous hike. A dangerous hike? Yeah, the well, most dangerous hike in if, the world. Really? You're yeah. smiling as if you're being hugged by your mother uh, <laughs> fresh out of the womb. Well, I was with my sister. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you really like hanging out with your sister? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's good. I guess I don't have a sister, so I don't know. Okay, you want a cliff? You with friends laughing. Yep. Wonderful. Two truths and a lie. One, I've had hiccups for the past four years. <laughs> Two, I don't have an Instagram account. Three, I've completed a professional eating competition. Shit, I don't know what the truth is. Yeah, what? I hate that question because it, it never gets any clarification. What's the lie? I haven't eaten, I haven't done an eating competition. 
So wait, you had you hiccups for the past for four years? You don't have them now. Well, yeah, but it's like a few every day. Did we just cure your hiccups for the past four years? That would be amazing. <laughs> or like no. the Joel Allstein no, sex like, podcast. No, it's like a few hiccups every day, but I probably should go to the doctor at some point. You haven't gone yet. No. So then you, you can put that. I don't really seek medical yeah, advice. Yeah. That's what this <laughs> Seeking a doctor. Well, because my mom used to be a real estate agent, and she sold a house to a woman who literally had hiccups straight for years. And I was like, that seems like one of the worst like punishments from the universe that yeah, I can think of. Yeah, because how do you fuck with a hiccup? How do you do anything? Yeah, or especially like when you're full. That's the first place I'm going with yeah, that. Yeah, you don't go to a, you don't go to a movie. No one likes you. You can't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's rough, Nicole. Okay, and then the final prompt you have is the way to win me over is. Bringing me coffee anytime, anywhere. I'm not addicted. Dot dot dot. I can stop anytime I want. Coffee emoji, and then this emoji. <laughs> and then there's a photo of you blowing glass. Oh no! The, I, a, I didn't know, know where that was going. Oh, okay. it's a puffer fish. Okay, so you're making a puffer. Wait, there's what? A, there's an Asian man in the background. She's making a puffer fish face, like. You know, like, <laughs> like she's she's filling her face with air, and the guy's looking at her like, is that the way she sucks a dick? Um, and he is. That's but, exactly. Well, what's the purpose of the What's the purpose of the photo? She's mimicking the fish. I was in a oh. fish market, and the guy you're appropriating I, a fish. I see. Okay. Guys <laughs> okay. have gotten shit for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you know, what's like the most fun thing you've ever done? <laughs> Um, like, like, you gotta spice this up a little. Uh, funnest thing I've ever like, done. I feel like that's unique, most fucked up thing. Anal. Okay. Um, no, I wouldn't put that on a dating app profile. <laughs> but like, you know, just okay. Living yeah, in Spain. What Christina's trying to say yeah. is, it just seems a little boring if you're yeah. trying to get railed. Um, right. Yeah. Maybe I need to spice things up a little bit more. Yeah. Because yeah. you have this vibe that you're like, yeah, you like seem like a really sweet person. You have like beautiful yeah. flowy hair, but like. You got a fucking freak in you, maybe. I know. Yeah. Yeah. This is more of like, I want to meet your parents during the holidays. Right, not... that's the kind of guy that comes after me. Yeah. Well, like the you need more boyfriend. of a bukkake vibe on the, on the yeah. profile. Yeah. Be more arrogant. And it's not like really arrogant. Selfies. She's like, I've been to Bukaki. I volunteered there once. <laughs> that island's really underserved. <laughs> yeah, these are like catalog shots of you laughing outdoors. Like... You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't say, like, I want to put my dick in her mouth, you know? Like, okay. if you want to have casual sex, I'm serious, if you want to have casual sex with somebody, something casual, and you want it to be good, I'm assuming, right? Like, you want, like, good sex. Yeah, definitely. We're on the same page, same page, same page. Um, then I would say, edge it up a little. Here, okay. Can you pass this to Corinne? I just yeah, want her to look at the definitely. photos. They're very sweet and Thank beautiful you. photos. Thank but you. to me, I'm like, that girl <laughs> wants to me. she wants my seed. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> me over is what would Fuck you my say? face no um no, i wouldn't say that first I like the proper good post. yeah okay so first photo thumbs up super accurate looks like you we can tell you're in a place that you know makes you look better than others so yeah. i like it it's yeah, like a date that. there's a you know you like it's just like she's not saying it's not america but we know it's not yeah, um, it you know <laughs> i'm sorry wait, what did you say wait what did you say <laughs> it was prog oh ew okay um <laughs> The How many countries have you been to? <laughs> um, is that a serious question? Yeah. Yeah. It, I just asked it like an asshole. But it is a serious question. <laughs> like 25. Wow. Okay. That's dope. That's so cool. Yeah, but that's like, a, like I've been to more countries than... Than you. Well, Susie Eaton or something. <laughs> yeah, or uh, than you, maybe. Is that, you know, you I feel be, like 
that's cocky though like that's like that's a, the truth though it's not thing. it's i mean like you but, travel a lot i think that's cool yeah but like have you ever been you know getting fucked doggy style and someone's been like have you ever been to you know <laughs> like, like in the middle of it it's not like we have that conversation right always, like bending so yeah. the bad puns thing that needs to go because no matter what you're looking for that's bad um and <laughs> and also like it kind of like you force you force the pun you know it's okay. not like it, it's weird um because you just inserted the banana yourself like the pun yeah. the pun didn't have to do with the que- the question and, and the reason why i'm taken aback by it is you're not corny and per- like i don't think you're a corny chick like i if upon first impression of you so that does a disservice to your personality oh thank you because you have like a really beautiful smile you seem like you like you seem like you got an inner freak in you i'm gonna be honest that's just the vibe i'm getting and that's <laughs> definitely not the that's that's not the vibe i get on the yeah the mountain one is great if you're looking for a husband but not no one needs to see that if you're trying to fuck uh <laughs> this next one is great with the leg and stuff and also i mean like will you only fuck other liberals because there's no like you don't need a polit you don't need to put your politics here if you're just trying to get calm in your mouth yeah i guess so i just feel like a trump supporter might not be like but if you want to hate fuck that's true yeah maybe go that route <laughs> i'm just not I just, yeah, I just know what's going on, and I think, yeah, a lot of, you know, like a lot of people with that shaved side of the head girl thing, fuck people who voted for Trump, and it seems to be pretty electric. Yeah, um, definitely. This next one with all your, with all your gal pals is conf- like, I have a hard rule, like if you're gonna take a photo with others, um, it, you have to be the hottest. One. You have to be the hottest one. I'm not the hottest one. I mean, you it was have a, a lot of good. You, these are not. all good looking people. Like, I mean, get ugly your friends and take a photo with them and then put that up. All yeah, right. we'll do. You Look need someone who's just been through like the movie Saw and is dragging their left leg behind them. <laughs> like, that's how different it needs. We need to clearly know who you are and who you're hanging out with because these are just like three white chicks with V-necks and like those little basketball shorts, like, like the catalog, Harlem bit, yeah. Globetrotters and. <laughs> You're like, ah, ha, 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 life is funny. Um, it was such the anger what though. Yeah, and then well, and then I mean, like you have to think, do right things that like make you like make people horny. Like I think for you, not not you know full on come dumpster stuff like me and Christina. Yeah, but, don't trust me. Like what's like what's something that you like to do sexually on the first date or in the first meeting? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't really had like a one night stand. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, even right like that, like even right that, just like something you know, like I think there's a, like a prompt that says like something you don't know about me or whatever. Like I've never had a one night stand. Right. Oh, wink, Looking wink. for one. Yeah. Wink. Well, not not so desperate. Um, <laughs> like you can put it in yeah, yeah. whatever the, the complete thought that you have that you want to put in, just cut it in half and then put the half first half. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to allude at is a little mystery. Yeah, a little mystery. mystery. Yeah, yeah. Like don't complete the pun and put the emojis with the pun. It's like, ah, I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't write, I'm a whore. You just imply that you're a whore. Yeah. Too much is almost enough for me. Right. Like, cause you know, like Coco Chanel has that rule where, like, before you go out, you look in the mirror and you take off one thing. Do that, but with the stuff that you say. Yeah. So, like, write a sentence and then be like, I've spoken too much, and and go backwards one sentence. Take out the banana. That's the great thing about these profiles. I think Angel. you nailed it. Yeah. Um, this one in whatever you're like fucking in a cave with a head. Like you're like she's like spelunking in this one. Um, but your tits look great, God so bless keep you. that. Eric just liked you if you were if you were wondering. Oh, what did he say? Um, you can read 
read it if you want. And this, what do you say? I mean, this blowfish one, I could see, like, it's the last one, and I could see, like, a real kinkster getting into it, so you, and the braids are, like, kind of sexy, so I would keep that one, too. But the words need to be changed to something more, um, sensual. Yeah. yeah. What did Eric like? Oh, yeah, well, Eric liked something, so I wanted, what did Eric like out of your photos? Uh, Eric is or, a words. skateboarder. Mm. Okay, what, what, how did he first contact you? He liked a photo or something you said? Because uh, on my, you can like a specific thing on their profile. Yeah, he liked my you. spelunking photos, the one with the Yeah, because, okay, so tits, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're keeping that yeah. one. That's the one, yeah, your titties out. <laughs> so, okay, he's a skate, I mean, uh, yeah. what age is Eric? He is 30. Oh. So, well, 30 well. and his mode of transportation is skateboarding. I mean, he might fuck. <laughs> hey, there's someone to hate fuck. Give it up for real. Avril Lavigne vibe here. Yeah. I feel like my sister uh, is dating a guy named Eric, though, so I feel like that'd be a little weird. You stop thinking about your sister. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Has nothing to do with one another. Oh, You're not going to end up with this Eric. That's true. He you rides might. a skateboard and he's 30. <laughs> That's the difference between you and I. I see potential. Potential? <laughs> so what? Learn to, to a bike. To a bike. Put on a pedal? And then a car. But I mean if you guys want to help me out, write a write a message to oh, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I would just write so. Do you have a DUI or what? <laughs> Fun times. My angel is fantastic. It's just when you meet me that the problems start. <laughs> Oh gosh! I wrote something. Um, oh, maybe it's just because I'm in the spirit. <laughs> but I just wrote, "Hi, Daddy." I know. Thank you so much for coming on stage. I think, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, if that works out, you fucking let me know. I would have written, hey, daddy, can I get a ride to school? <laughs> got room for two on that skateboard? Perhaps you got a lawn board in your garage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shall we bring out our guests? Yeah, let's do it. What time is it? Very, very excited. Our guest, she is a podcaster. She is a sex educator. She is a sex worker. She's mm-hmm. just a badass motherfucker. Late night when a guest comes out, so I'm like, Ooh, okay. it feels fun. It How feels fluffy. fun. Okay, we were having a conversation. How fluffy Rex. are you? How fluffy is my hair? Ooh, found it. <laughs> you it's look like great. Perfect you look beautiful. Beautiful. Oh no, this is Portland. We have humidity. Nobody has good hair here. It's fine. Ooh, shots fired. No, we just uh, developed senses of humor. It's fine. <laughs> we were having a conversation backstage before we went on, before Corinne and I came out about da- the word daddy. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was about, I was planning on talking to her about how I said daddy for the first time, and it was a big deal for me um, <laughs> but then you were we were talking about it in a context i was like Ugh, with the r kelly shit oh right 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 yeah okay so there's a lot of things going on here how's my audio by the way good this good i think it sounds okay. good okay so uh people engage in daddy play all kinds of play consensually safely 
pleasurably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with with pleasurably. R. Kelly's track history, <laughs> um, I'm not thinking that's what's going on here. Mm-mm. So if anybody's heard, there's a new video. Um, R. Kelly for 45 minutes and 45 seconds. I might have butchered that, but pretty close. So it's him having sex with a woman or a young lady who multiple times refers to her pussy as her 14-year-old pussy. Mm. Six times. Um, She also calls him daddy, and there's some peeing. I don't know who's doing the peeing. Okay, besides the my 14-year-old pussy, I've done those other things. I do those other things. I probably did those things last week. (laughs) Um, Good for you. Thank you. Um, so the daddy thing, I am so excited that you get to engage this way and you said you're really in love with this person, right? Yeah. So that's probably why it feels comfortable for you. Oh, a hundred percent. Because I there's don't, trust. I do have the, it does feel like, uh, I mean, he is older than me and I'm younger and it, but not too much of an age difference though. Um, but enough, like, he lo- <laughs> like it, enough that he feels, I can pretend that he's way older than me. I don't pretend that I'm younger than how, how old I actually am, mm-hmm. but I feel like he is older than me. So the age difference is part of what makes it hot for me. And I, it's probably part of why I want to call him daddy. So I'm 32. I have fucked in a few different decades. Um, the youngest person <laughs> I've had sex with was 19 when I was 20. Right. And the oldest was 60 when I was 26. Mm. Daddy, yeah, yeah. That was for work because oh. I'm a sex worker. Hi. Yes. But can I tell you, so that was a few years ago when doing sex work was a bit easier. The government has criminalized it a bit more in the last year, specifically since the passage of two bills called FOSTA and SESTA in April of 2018. Yeah. Um, Amber Rose, fucking talk about this shit. Okay. Oh, Cardi yeah. B is Cardi B is not even my favorite. So can you but, explain? Can you explain so, SESTA so for everybody? So FOSTA and SESTA, sure. It's really complicated. FOSTA and SESTA were two bills that got bipartisan support because when you name a bill, Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act and Stop Enabling Sex Trafficking Act. Who the hell wants sex trafficking? Not me. I yeah. do the work. I can't imagine having to do the work when I don't get to keep my own money, screen my own clients, or I'm getting like physically or sexually abused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so these bills, what they did basically, the very, very short end, is it made it harder to discover who's actually doing the work consensually and is an adult um, and who's not because what the bill did is hold liable media platforms that might advertise or transmit um, payment or any kind of communication of sex, sexually relevant transactions, whether or not they're consensual. So if I post, if I wanted to post an ad on Backpage or even Instagram, this is where I work. This is where you can go on a date with me. This is where I can juggle, I don't know, fucking oranges for you with my tits Uh. out. Like, (laughs) oh, really? That's fun. I don't know how to juggle, but I can put my tits Uh. out. Um, That's the important part, yeah. So these hold the oranges. (laughs) See how long I can balance. (laughs) See how long I can not speak. Um, So you know what what the boys like. (laughs) You do know what boys like. (laughs) When these bills passed, um, what it did was make it a lot harder to figure out who was being trafficked and who's like me, just trying to make a few bucks in a Mm -hmm. shitty economy. Where let's face it, feminine labor needs to be monetized when it can be. Yep. So the only two um, senators or representatives that voted against 
Fosta, I believe. I think it was Senator. It was two senators. It was Senator Ron, Ron Wyden from Oregon. I emailed Jeff Merkley, the other one, and said, why didn't you? And then he wrote me back this email where I was like, you don't know what sex work is versus sex trafficking. Um, and the other person was uh, Rand Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's a libertarian. So, yeah. And he probably Ooh. votes no on everything. But the Department of Justice looked at these bills, Fosta and Sesta, and they said, you can't hold liable someone for transmitting something sexually relevant without further evidence. The justice system is very flawed. I got my BA in criminology from Portland State University a few years ago. And throughout that time, because I used to think I wanted to do street-level law enforcement, I was like, whoa, this is how you fight crime, right? Right. Yeah. No, the good guys are not always the good guys. Right. So when a sex worker is robbed, raped, or ripped off or anything else, she's not going to call the cops if her job is illegal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's just not. And there's a bill that's being proposed in Oregon right now where if if you are a person, a woman who has been convicted of sex work, um, of prostitution, you can get that conviction removed from your um, record. This is a bill that's up. And this would be great because more people who have this on their record could get employment. Right. So how the hell are people supposed to find legitimate conventional employment when it's on their criminal record or when you have people who don't know better and they think, well, let's just make all the strippers employees or let's just register all of the hookers. Please don't say hooker unless you're a full service sex worker, by the way. Um, what if you're a sassy gay man? Um, unless hey, you sell sex, please don't. Okay. Because <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Gay men Sorry. can also contribute to whorephobia. <laughs> and they do. Just checking because you know that Kesha cruise is coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't... <laughs> um, so... It's been a tough year to be a sex worker, and it drives me absolutely batshit, and I I feel for people because I understand why this happens, but I saw a comment on Instagram today where this sweet 20-year-old goth girl from buttfuck, I don't know where, country, she posted a comment on some feminist account, because I follow those, and she was like, all sexual labor is exploitation of women. Mm. And I said, homegirl, you are wearing clothes that was made in, I bet you, Taiwan or Bangladesh, and the woman who made them got $2 a day, maybe. Yeah. Look, because it's really hard to buy ethically, but when we're talking about trafficking, how often are we talking about agriculture trafficking? Mm-hmm. Who, who grew the food that we eat? Yeah. Well, people cherry pick what they want to give a shit about, and a lot of times when it has anything to do with sexuality, they're like, no, bad, evil. Right. And it's like, what right. are you so fucking afraid of? Right. It's, it's, it's horny. Goddamn. It's really hard to buy ethically, but we do the best we can. I have people who say, how can I find an escort? How can I find someone who will give me the touch I haven't had in years or ever? How do I do this and make sure that they're not being trafficked? And I say, you know what? I'm having a harder time finding you those people Mm. because they're disappearing. We don't have Backpage anymore. Backpage Mm. got raided two days, uh, or they were being prosecuted already. They were raided two days before Foss and Sesta passed. So in this case, the criminal justice system was working the way it's supposed to. Backpage was guilty of having ads on their website that featured minors. So people underage and people being trafficked. The problem is every website that's used for communication will feature minors on it. Some guy was trying to hustle children on Fortnite a couple weeks ago. Oh my gosh. So do we ban Fortnite? Do we ban schools? Do we ban... 
left. <laughs> okay. Well, how, how, and, and when you say they're featuring girls who are underage, are these photos and we're guessing? Are these people like? So what, how do we know? Yeah. I interviewed an escort. Escort. I interviewed. <laughs> I interviewed an escort a couple weeks ago. Uh, she's in episode thirty-six of my podcast, Strange Bedfellows. She's been doing sex work of varying degrees for a few decades. Mm-hmm. Daphne Rose, um, and she said that when Faustin Sesta passed. The ads that she before, you could kind of look at them and be like, eh, this is a bot or this is someone running these pages. This is an adult running these girls' pages. This is a pimp. She said you could tell who's being trafficked and you could tell who wasn't. And when Faustin Sesta passed, those ads disappeared. But those victims didn't go away. It means that now the man who's managing all those girls meets other men, bar, party, gambling, whatever, and says, oh, you want sex? So it's an underground thing. I can hook you up. Uh, It's always been an underground thing. Absolutely. And and, and the way these bills are proposed, like in in Congress and they're introduced to the House, a lot of, this is, this happens a lot. It happens with anything regulating a woman's body, i.e. abortion, Mm -hmm. where you'll, we'll say that this bill is for this great cause that everyone, of course, is in support of because we're not fucking monsters. But then deep within the bill, it's like if the grit, if the blades of grass and the lawn of the abortion clinic are over two inches in length that we have the right to shut it down mm-hmm. and it's like how do we how do we fucking get these little details that are ruining the integrity of the actual bill it's like it's like a fucking it's like a news headline it's like you there's one headline and then you read the article and you're like this is a totally different fucking thing it's, it's like misleading baby, yeah it's misleading is there a way you, because you majored in criminology i don't know if they covered that particular so area but we need to consult with the people that these bills impact right Right, they need to be heard. Yeah, you know, they need to be like not town halls for fucking uh, Howard Schultz. Jesus I, Christ! A few years ago, I was contacted by some lobbyists. I love your question, and they said we hear that there's a lot of concerns in your industry, in the sex work industry. We want to help. It was a social work um, lobbyist-related firm. It was the National Association of NASW, National Association of Social Work, um, PAC West Division. There we go. And so they said, we want to help. And so I contacted as many people I could on like online forums back when they existed. Mm -hmm. Um, Come to this meeting. We came to a meeting. There's 30, 40 live entertainers from the state of Oregon, which covers comics, singers, um, strippers, fire dancers, all kinds of live entertainment. Fire dancers. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the fire marshal a few years ago put a bunch of... uh, building restrictions in place too which effectively shuttered that uh, because they hated the adult industry ah yeah okay. she's a bitch but they probably it. put it under the guise of Safety. we don't want buildings to burn down and neither do you Safety. right and we're all like, no we don't yeah, <laughs> yeah. So where was it going? Anyway, so they gathered us all together. There were so many different concerns because you have people coming from different backgrounds of class and race and gender and orientation. Believe it or not, not all strippers or sex workers are femme women. Mm-hmm. Right. And we also do a great disservice by saying these trafficked women. What about boys, teens, youth, queer, runaway? These are the people who tend to do street-level yeah. sex work anyway because mm-hmm. yeah. their parents are like, you're gay, get out of my house. Where's the kid go? The first adult at the mall that says, yeah, you can live with me. You just got to do some favors and give me the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the trans community. I mean, like, 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 it's like 80% statistically of trans people have engaged in sex work just because to get by. people don't hire them. Yeah, they won't. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can remember like one time I walked into the Gap and I saw a trans work and I was like, thank God, like someone is hiring. And isn't that a shitty way to feel? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. it's it like is. you can, you, you, it was the first time. It was so, it stood out so much to me because you just don't see it. And I live in New York City, so if I I'm not seeing it regularly in New York City. Like, where are we seeing it? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so there's a lot going on. So gathered all these people together, we said, how about this? Let's create a hotline where live entertainers, no matter their background or what their issues are, they can call someone and they can get resources. How do I do my taxes if I'm a 19-year-old comic or stripper and I don't talk to my parents, you know? No yeah. issue. Or my boss is a rapist. How do I report this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we passed this bill, got bipartisan support. It was called HB 1359, I believe. It's been a few years. <laughs> and so I, I went and I had the meetings and I talked to the representatives that I wanted to get vote on this bill and I had some of my people come with me because believe it or not, live entertainers tend to be people that don't want to get up at six in the morning to drive to Salem. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> And sex workers, a.k.a. strippers, don't want to get up at 6 in the morning and drive to Salem, but also show up in a room and say, this is the work I do. Yeah. Um, so in speaking with the Democrats, it was really funny because I'm like, this is a human rights issue. You know, like, we have to prevent traffic and blah, which is great. But uh, I went to the Republicans and I was like, this is a fiscal issue. You guys can close down all these shitty Work clubs. Work them angles, girl. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, there are clubs where the roofs are leaking and this is a safety issue. And what a waste of taxpayer money. They were like, you're right. <laughs> hey, so, that's great. You got to hustle them. Yeah. One of the only benefits to being raised Republican. Sorry, parents. You fucked me over. I had to undo a lot of shit. Mm. But I have insight onto how they think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. My, both, of my, both of my parents are also Republican. And my okay. dad, my dad's always encouraged me to vote. But he was like, what, what are these issues? What do these candidates stand for? And he was fiscal. He was all fiscal. And I was social. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. A true moderate. Yeah. Um, so that was a few years ago. So we passed this hotline. The Bureau of Labor and Industry, Boley, which at the time was run by a guy, Brad Avakian, um, he did not run it well, okay? Uh, it was supposed to be $50,000 to fund it. It was called a dust fund. So $50,000 a year from the state of Oregon is a pretty low fund. Mm -hmm. I heard other reps say, it's a dust fund. It's hardly anything to staff it. We're just paying the person, the resource worker who would answer the phone and say, here's the resources that we have accumulated. So just one person. One, well, we'd have it 24 hours, but a couple shifts. Okay. So what happened was I called the hotline. I had people tell me they called the hotline. Mm. There was no one there. There was a message machine where you could leave your information, which nobody's going to do that if they're fearing repercussions from yeah. Iran. So, and also a person they had staffed to hire it had a long history with like a lot of conflict in working in the adult industry. So it didn't seem like a good choice. The 2017 fiscal crisis of Oregon being like $3 billion short smashed it shut. And I was happy because it was embarrassing. Mm -hmm. We worked very hard and it was a good idea and it would be a great idea again, but it had to be, it has it to be taken seriously. Well. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So Boley has a new commissioner, I believe is the title, uh, Val Hoyle. She was, she sounds better than Brad. Yeah. She's a Democrat. I met her. Um, I think. <laughs> Uh, that's the thing that when you work with people and you know this, whether it's your clients or like your supporters or people facilitating, there's so many names and some of, some of you have like three names on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and in person. Oh, I thought you meant like Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, that's oh. what I thought too. Like Sarah I, Jessica Barker. Yeah. That was my reference in my head. <laughs> um, so what people can do if they want to help these populations is you need to get feedback. You need to source these populations. That's one. Also... Give feedback to the media companies that you see where you see things that you're like, that feels wrong. Every time I see adult industry portrayed on TV, 98% of the time it's wrong and mm -hmm. only 98 because in the last two years, more of us are being able to create our own content. Like, What's an example yeah. um, of where the adult industry is being portrayed inaccurately? 
So there's this mentality, there's either the villain or the victim mentality, like theme archetype that tends to be portrayed over and over again. If you're a sex worker, you're either probably like a hustling heartless bitch that like screws over all your clients, or you are like a victim who is being screwed over by all your clients and your boyfriend probably, Mm -hmm. and your Mm pimp. So people are complex, (laughs) labor is complex. Um, I don't know what it's like to Ooh, hi. Are you filming me? No, it's okay. <laughs> um, I don't know what it's like to be a kindergarten teacher, but it sounds like fucking hell to me because yeah, I have yeah, a six-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I like my child, but even sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't believe I tried. I like plan to have you. I yeah, had you yeah. on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part about having a nephew, you give him back. <laughs> exactly. Um, my ex-husband's watching her right now. He's a great guy. Um, <laughs> That's good. So... Where the hell is it going? Anyway, people do all kinds of different work, and just because right. it's not for you doesn't mean someone right. else doesn't want to do it. Yeah. This is Portland. So many of you know this. You're getting bored. Well, so wait. So what's, um, what's your favorite hat to wear? You wear a lot of hats. I know. What's I don't your favorite? sleep very much. <laughs> you know what? We're so lucky. I love them all. I love talking about sex. I love learning about sex. I love trying to have better sex and touch. When do you feel the sexiest? Oh, my God. Holy shit, that was a real moment. I'm <laughs> reflecting. I didn't expect to feel this human. When do I feel the sexiest? Um, I feel the sexiest probably when I, ooh. <laughs> Just don't say parenting and Sorry. you're safe. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, I was asking that because um, I, I go to strip clubs a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the reasons why I love going is because the strippers make me feel so sexy. And the sex I have when I go with a partner afterwards, I move differently. My mm-hmm. body is, I feel like my shape changes because I've just watched these beautiful, sensual woman, women. And I feel like I'm a better, I'm better fucking after I go to a strip club. <laughs> So I don't know, if the, but if it's your no, job, I, I, I just like came. Like I just, my heart just came. That was um, so beautiful because I was like, you know, like after you get off a plane and you feel so bloated and then you like go to the bathroom and your stomach gets flat again and you're like, <laughs> back to one, baby. That, that Tillam of cheese platter couldn't take me down this time, Delta. <laughs> the best cheese. I love Delta. Zero Corinne one. Silver medallion member. Um, I feel the sexiest and you just gave me this epiphany. I feel the sexiest when I make other people feel sexy. Oh, there you go. And that's a lot of times like I have a lot of friends that are sex workers and they'll talk to me about their experiences. I'm like, wow, you like really helped that man. Mm -hmm. The the, the ones that I'm friends with are are women who who, their clients are male. Primary, yeah. And And most uh, of my clients are. Don't get me wrong. But but it's so, the stories this one friend tells me are beautiful. Like these men don't have the opportunity. Like she's a really beautiful girl and a lot of times like they'll they'll be out of a divorce. They don't, with they were married to a partner who didn't touch them, didn't look at them. For years. Didn't make them feel sexy. And we talk a lot about you know women's rights and women's it's how important women's sexuality is because we are women but it's so important that men feel sexy too yeah. and i want to be with a man who feels sexy right so the stories that she tells me about these men and that she she sees them coming alive for the first time in probably years that warms my fucking heart yeah and mm-hmm. so yeah i can't imagine the the yeah and it's and it's not just men too there's a lot of there's people of all genders and i get a lot of queer folks and i get a lot of trans folks i have to say men and women when they come into the club, men and women express entitlement the same way. 
The only people who don't push my boundaries tend to be trans folks. Interesting. How do they uh, yeah, push their entitlement? Yeah, because they're used to their boundaries being pushed all the time yeah. and people inquiring on their space and touch. Yeah. Like, I've given tens of thousands of lap dances, okay? Damn. Women will grab me as much as men will, but they'll really? feel like it's okay because I have a pussy too. Mm-hmm. Right. So, We've talked about that before, like even at meet and greets, like, I mean, not, we have a lot more women coming out to see us. So obviously like that's a numbers thing, but like, I don't ever remember a man at, in this instance, t- uh, touching me unappro- inappropriately and women do it all the time. Yeah, they'll touch like our boobs. Yeah. Like, wow. That was a bold choice. Yeah. I happen to not be mad at this very instant, but like, that's like, don't do it. Don't just, just touch my tip. Yeah. It, it, you still don't know them. You still don't give them permission to touch you. It still feels weird. Yeah. yeah. People have trauma. People don't yeah. owe you anything. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting because you say men coming alive, but there's women who come alive too. And it, I mean, oh. I come alive <laughs> when I get myself in the fires. Um, I'm human. Uh, so, but it's really interesting because men and women both they express so many different things, but they're expressing them in gendered ways because it's been how they've been raised to express them. Mm-hmm. So um, women will feel like women and men will both feel guilty for their pleasure. They're like. Oh God, I'm so sorry. You have to do this right now. I'm like, they say that to you? Yeah, that people be like. When I had a woman, she her friend bought her a couple songs, and this will happen where the person who buys the songs didn't communicate with the person who's about to receive the songs. Oh, so I go up and like, hey, may I borrow you? And they're like, oh, so no. would you like to? I you don't have to, but okay. She's like, okay. She pounds her drink, follows me in there. She's like, I'm so sorry. You have to do this. I was like, oh, way to way to make the mood shit. Yeah, <laughs> or that would get, um, I would probably get offended. Do you get offended? Well, it kind of hurts because I'm like, oh shit, you believe the victim mentality that you saw on TV. Then that's, that's your circle back to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, could it also be like their insecurity with like receiving the the lap dance together? Because I think that's also like, you know, if I was to say that, that's how I would feel. Like, oh, I f- like I feel uncomfortable that this is happening right now, especially because it wasn't communicated within, you know, yeah. like a like a friend just bought it for you and thinks that you want it, but maybe you don't want that close of an interaction. Oh yeah, and that's totally fair and legitimate too, and that's why I don't get upset when people don't want to dance. Like, no, thank uh, you, because it took me again. I said I'm 32. It took me until about seven years ago to get a pedicure. Because I'm like, oh, I don't want that person touch my gross feet. And oh, I'm like, really? Yes. Wow. Interesting. So I the have my hang up. Yeah, I know. I'm like, this is their job. It's kind of irrelevant whether or not they like it. But like, if they're showing up, I'm going to hope they're not being forced to again. It doesn't matter what you do. Like, is this person able to keep a reasonable amount of their money and leave after like eight or 10 hours? Hopefully, yeah. There was actually a really interesting New York Times article a couple of years about just that. And I mean, I don't want to get into it because I'm not in the nail industry, but it's, it was bleak You're as not. well. Yeah, no. Could have fooled me. Look at those. Things. I know. Well, this is from Finger Bang. Shout out. <laughs> I actually know. Shout out to Glynis, the owner of Finger Bang. It's a great name for a nail place. <laughs> I love finger banging. She supports the strippers. What <laughs> she doesn't mind me saying that. What's something, what's like the dumbest thing that's ever come out of somebody's mouth when oh, you are stripping in front of them? Oh my God. So as I get older, um, and I would love, I mean, look, I can be a sex worker until I die, basically. I met a 60-something-year-old woman where she's, we were doing a sex worker, like, get together. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, I mostly just do, like, hand jobs these days. I was like, why? <laughs> She's like, well, my pussy is like dry and it kind of hurts. Like, oh, fuck yeah, that is yeah. a very real answer. So, but like, I have time. So, um, yeah. So, 
Again, where was I going with this? What was the question? Uh, the, the dumbest thing someone said oh, to yeah. you when you were sleeping. Okay, so the thing I'm encountering more of, which is just, oh, mommy loves this. Um, when a 21-year-old comes in, boy or girl, not a queer trans person, because again, they're fucking respectful, um, and they're like, show me what you got, baby. Oh, yeah, girl, fucking work that thing. And they have a dollar. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I have been doing this job since you were in elementary school, motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. I've literally I've been stripping for ten years and I love my job. My knees hurt like shit, but from all the yeah. dancing and crawling. Um, and I pop some ribs out sometime, but it's it's oh. yeah. Pole work is hard. Oh well yeah. yeah. Oh my pole god, it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the things that just generally irritate me are this these weird ideas ideas people have coming into the club where I'm like, you've never even been in this environment before, but I see you repeating the script of shit and I know where you got it from. You got it from TV. You got it from Family Guy. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane hates sex workers. Really? Oh, God. Who's Google he it? Wait, how do you know it? Cartoon. Oh, really? uh-huh. What has he said about them? Uh, well, I'll Google, Google it. it. But yeah, okay. Seth MacFarlane hates sex workers. It's a great um, written piece on titsandsass.com, which is a media site all by and for sex workers. Um, tits and sass, not tits and ass. That's a different site. S-A-S-S. Sass. I gave my mom the wrong link one day. She's like, honey, your article's not on this website. It's a bunch of ads. Mom. Yes, mom. Um... Tina Fey hates sex workers. I was going to say, you mentioned Tina Fey and Lena Dunham, we kind of all know because like Lena Dunham is doing a lot of great stuff, but she really is adamant with her, you know, she has the victim mentality. With her anti-sex work thing, but as someone who has never done sex work or or has employed, I have someone who has employed a sex worker to have sex with me and that Mm -hmm. was, and I got to say, it was empowering. It felt amazing. Yeah. I felt like I wasn't insecure about all the things I usually am insecure about. I feel like I didn't have to get him off at the end because I could tell him to leave because he got me off and I didn't have to suck his dick and I didn't want to at that moment. And it was just wonderful. It was after I employed a sex worker, I was I was like, oh, I mean, I I had my views are similar, but I'm just I feel so much more passionate about it because I'm like, you guys don't understand if you employ a sex worker, like the service that that is doing is incredible. It gets your confidence back. It just makes you feel like a woman or a man or whoever you are. And it's just good. That's so wonderful to hear. Um, Um, And it's not like you can't have a bad experience with any provider because I hear that too. People like I went to a strip club. It was terrible. I'm like, I'm sure I went to a sandwich place. It was fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. Not every CBS strip is a park either. And the thing is, strip clubs have Yelp reviews, so you can like read them. And I always do. Yeah. yeah. Me Yelp too. Very helpful. There's some good ones of me on there. Oh yeah. <laughs> in 2010, I spit on a guy in a velour jumpsuit. What? I don't drink that much anymore. Oh. <laughs> what did he do before you spit on him? He was throwing poker chips at the girls and calling us names. Yeah. So. I know. See, it, it confuses me when stories like that even exist because it's like, okay, did no one remove this person security? from the premise? Like, he what was. happened? Okay. He was after, but I'm okay. faster than the bouncer. Nice. <laughs> okay. Do you get horny when you strip? I, ooh, I become sexually activated when I strip for a few reasons. Sometimes it's psychological. Sometimes it's just because there's a lot of sexually relevant shit going on and my brain is like, oh, it's it's pussy time? Is it pussy time? I see boobs. Because I fuck, I fuck people of all genders. So when my coworker comes up to me and is like, hey, babe, I'm like, Grr. hello? <laughs> um, so... I, I noticed when I when I was a young teenager, and I don't know about you guys, but I felt a lot of pressure to shave my pussy. So I started shaving my pussy, and I still like 
do some hair stuff, hair removal, but I remember when I started shaving my pussy, I would always notice, I was like, why am I wet? Why am I lubricated? Mm-hmm. Because I was having a physical response to yeah. the contact. And this is the same reason people get boners when they ride the bus or get wet when somebody sexually assaults them. Right, you right. You can have yeah. a physical reaction. And this is news to some people, not to others, but that's called arousal non-concordance. So by uh, Dr. Emily Nagoski, she's the researcher behind that. She's right, excellent. we we call it a pussy alarm on the show, but that's, <laughs> yeah, that is the official name. If you wanted to have a conversation about it, that was appropriate. So yeah, and it's and then how confusing it must be to be sexually assaulted, but then show signs of being aroused mm-hmm. and not understand that it's your yeah. body's defense mechanism and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. involuntary reaction. Yeah, so there's a lot that goes on. Um, so. I do become aroused sometimes. Most of the time I'm not, but I'm still, you have to be in a state of like energy yeah. to be able to interact with people that way. Sure, like a, like a sensual yeah, kind of how, energy. How am I showing? Am I like yeah. on my phone in the corner and I'm like, oh, fuck this shit sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is anyone into that though? Because I could make a real killing. Yeah, you know? I'm sure some guy wants the girl that's going to ignore him. Is, isn't Daria role play? <laughs> Mm, have you been, um, <laughs> how often or ever have you been sexually attracted to the people that um, employ mm. your services? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my ex-husband who's watching our daughter, I met him at the club. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Tale um, is oldest. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last woman I had sex with, I met at the club. Mm. Um, my so partner right now I met at the club Wow <laughs> Meet I've, been, the club. I've been working there for 10 years And if you're a workaholic Like you might not necessarily yeah. Meet people other places Right mm-hmm. No I mean, as a comic I get it Yeah, yeah. And also it's good to you test My sexual radar Because I can already tell If I like the way you smell mm. um, If yes. we interact well together Like um, if you don't tip well, if you treat my coworkers like shit, like, well, oh, that's a great screening process. How do you hold yourself in an adult environment? Mm-hmm. Now, what if you want, so you've done, you've done sexual things for payment as work, but then you do sexual things for pleasure. Where's the line? Because what if you want to fuck somebody, but then they want to pay you, but then you're like, I would, I'm a little more serious about this. Maybe we would have had that conversation well before. No. Oh, okay. 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 Um, if any of my friends ever feel like they want to just give me money and we have sex sometimes, that's fine. But okay. also, like, has that know, happened? Well, I mean, look, uh, I see your people's Venmos. Like, I know who you hang out with. I'm like, you guys are sending each other money all the time. Like, oh yeah, that's right. public. You gotta go. Yeah, because I've tried to, weird. I've tried to pay um, a man for sex, and then he you said, did? well, he said it wasn't enough. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, we've already had sex. <laughs> You and know? the payment wasn't up uh, up on the table before this. Well, because there was there was a kinky there was a kinkiness to that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, there is. For, and, you know, because it's like it's a power dynamic, a power kink. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but. I feel like some people would take offense to that. I mean, like, I, I didn't throw it in. I was going to give it, like, in an envelope or yeah, something. I was going to throw it at him on the way out. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. That's rude. Um, yeah. I remember watching. Not at the time when it came out because I was too young, but some of you might remember the Sex in the City where Sarah Jessica Parker, speaking of that name, didn't expect to hear that name twice tonight, did you? I fucking love her. Um, and Sex in the City. Where she's pissed because a guy leaves her an envelope and... Oh, right, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember that episode. Yes. It was very interesting to watch that through my eyes now where I'm like, girl, that's a tip. Like, holy shit. How many of us have had sex with people for free and then you just got money? I know. Why are you mad? Well, it's also another, 
an, another equivalent, you could argue, of like, if somebody fucks me good, you know, like Beyonce says, take his ass to Red Lobster, take him out to dinner, you know, do something. You know, that's a form of, like, showing appreciation. <laughs> the way someone feels about that feels more probably about how they feel about sex workers because... If you are that pissed off that someone thought you were a professional sex worker, then you probably believe the villain or the victim mentality. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like, oh, they thought I was a professional and they were willing to give me money? Yeah. Cool. Again. <laughs> <laughs> now, how different, other than the obvious, um, there's, there's terms and things you negotiate that are different up top, but with the sex you have for work and the sex you have purely for pleasure, what's the difference? So I haven't done full service sex work in a couple years there's a few reasons for that um my last appointment i went to i there was a cop car in the parking lot and i'm like red flag number one yeah not Mm. worth it yeah not fucking worth it um so it's still illegal um it's way harder to find clients now with Mm. fosta and susta being removed so again like how do the consensual workers advertise when i can't even post a link to my podcast that talks about sex work and instagram will take it down because it's adult content God forbid I'm trafficking myself. Like this is this these are the effects of Fosta and Sesta. I can't even like get my word out. So these are the loopholes that were buried in that bill. Yeah. Don't ch- traffic children. Yeah. Right, right, so, right. Um so it's illegal, it's it's dangerous. I'm lucky, I'm in a socioeconomic position where I don't have to do work that I don't feel is worth to me. Mm. I have to do work that's very hard and challenging and stresses me out, but I still request my schedule at the club and choose the articles I want to write uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and do consulting with folks that I think I can answer their questions and give them resource. Um, my worst job I ever had was working... Let's see, which one was the worst one? Probably my worst one was working at a Ralph's grocery store in San Marcos, <laughs> California, next to Cal State University San Marcos. They treat you like shit there, or they treat me like shit. So... What was the question? Again? Well, the, the question is <laughs> the difference between the sex you would have for work as an exchange and the sex you have for pleasure. Do you move differently? Do you? Oh, other than obviously, the conversation yeah. of a top is different. And like, well, what's what's your like your yeah. your mental state? If I'm working, then it's performative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for the person who's paying me. Um, I also would like to have a decent time throughout, but. Uh, if it's with a person that I have other agreements with, then those are probably implied or have already been negotiated. So mm-hmm. um, when so I said that I met my previous partners at the club. Uh, when I first had a date with my now partner, a couple, two and a half years ago, um, after we hooked up for the first time, I told him the next day, I said, you're still welcome to visit, but let me know beforehand because you're not really my client anymore. Um, you can tip me when I'm on stage, of course. I don't feel like I want to accept money for lap dances from you anymore because, I mean, we fell in love, like, overnight. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah we was, it wasn't like a slow dating process. So it, I was just like, wow, your role in my life, my role in your life, has shifted. Hmm. Things have changed. So... Um, once in a while, I'll text him and be like, it's slow, come in, come get a dance. Because <laughs> if anything, he's making me look busy, okay? And then it's like that whole like perceived value thing where the other yes. clients are like, oh, that's a great partner, one. yeah, teamwork. He helps, yeah. Or he'll like tip at the stage and get the other ones going. Um, or he'll bite, he asked me a couple weeks ago, he says, can I buy a dance from so-and-so? 
because maybe I don't like that bitch. One of my coworkers, and I was like, yeah, go do it. And so Wait, then and you wanted to buy a dance from somebody you didn't like? No, 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 no. Oh. I, he was checking if it was okay. Oh, I see, I see. Oh, to, to make, make sure, sure he liked that bitch. Right, okay, yeah. got it, got it, got mm-hmm. it. I said, yeah, I she's like, That's good, she's okay, fine. Go you can give her money. Um, and and then, you don't get jealous? Well, we're also non-monogamous. We do oh, non-monogamous stuff, too. Fun. Yeah, Right, because the last thing you said you had a sex with a lady yeah. recently. But, like, okay, so, mm, like, is there sex in the champagne room? Like, I know that's, like, a hack question, <laughs> but I really don't. I'm very naive about a lot of things. <laughs> and I just You're pulling was, a real Christina I really there. would like to know. I would like to know, because I don't want to ask anything that's not allowed, but... Well, yeah. I still work there, so I don't want to give all my stuff. Oh, on. okay. Got it. But, like, well, like so is, but is okay, he kind so of allowed to do whatever he where, wants? Where I work, there's no sex in the club. Okay. Because first of all, it's a small club. It would be hard to hide that. <laughs> also, that's just kind of rude. I don't want to deal with like extra bodily fluids that I didn't agree to. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And like ethical issues, it's kind of the same reason, or not the same, but here's a similar reason. I don't do like blood contact. I don't. I will never draw blood on a client. Like hit them hard enough to where I think I could draw blood on them. Because Wait, there's hitting at all? Ask you? Yeah. Ooh. Hit me and draw blood is a question. Yeah. Hit Whoa. me as hard as you can. Well, I don't I mean, like drawing blood because you shouldn't have blood. Yeah, no, in no, no. Public yeah. spaces. Oh, great. Aware be blood of. staying under your skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's weird. Yeah. A couple of reasons. It's just kind of rude to, to do that stuff in that's a lap dance room. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's not. A, it might not be the most the sanitary environment. If you are going to engage in blood play, you, I would think you would want to have the proper precautions. Well, also, mm-hmm. most strip clubs sell food. That's yeah. true. You don't want to get some blood splatters in your filet mignon. Luckily, you know? the kitchen is on the other side of the lap oh, dance that's room. Good. Um, do people so, order food? People order food. Yes, our food, food is good. We've been on Vice. It's like, see, I always thought that was their ver- everybody's version of every Playboy for the articles. I'm like, you don't really eat the food, do you? But then it, if it's good, it's good. I need to eat more of the food. Look, Fawcett stressed me out so bad last, this last year. I've lost 20 pounds, and Damn. I do not have 20 pounds to lose. I'm skinny as fuck, you guys. You can see this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I eat the food. If you ever want to buy me food when you're at the club, say, hey, Elle, would you like some food? And I'll oh, say, yeah, I'm fucking depressed, and I'm starving. Feed oh, me. yeah. Oh, okay, good to no. Yeah, because I didn't know what you do because I felt like a little Renaissance fairy, you know. <laughs> Here's <laughs> this turkey leg, L. Well, when well, that's, bring it to the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, day, one time, my dad gave a half-eaten hot dog to a Renaissance fair performer, and she what? was she really was committed, so she ate it. So I think that has caused oh, well. some. <laughs> Oh um, may I Trauma. ask what your um, uh, rules are with your open relationship, monogamous relationship, non-monogamous? So uh, the agreements are ever-changing because... That's humanity. Yeah, yeah. the relationship is ever-changing. Um, when something wants, like, when someone wants something to change, do you like call a meeting? Do you write an email? Yeah. Like what happens? Or now in session. Yeah. I don't so. want you blowing Stephanie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That bitch looked at me weird at Ralph. <laughs> yeah, sorry. like are there amendments? <laughs> oh, I would have mad amendments <laughs> if I got jealous or something. I don't know. I I have found that the more agreements you try to make, the easier it is to accidentally cross a line or upset somebody. Mm. So I have some we I have some very simple things I like to suggest. My current partner is a few years younger than me, mm. and Grr. which is. I call him stepdaddy, but that's stepdaddy. Cool, because he's got. Uh, hey, cool. Ooh. So, what I feel comfortable with, because I am a pretty private person at home. I also co-parent, so I have my child's shit everywhere. I have my shit everywhere. I'm kind of a germ germaphobe. Um, I'm like, I don't want anybody at the house because we live together. So I'm like, nobody at the house, mm-hmm. at least initially. That's until, fair. Until we like. If we were fucking the person together and I both, we had a close relationship. Yeah. Um, so initially, 
Not yet. Oh, okay. Oh, you wanted to? Okay. 2019 goals. I was like, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so nobody at the house. Um, you have to ask. You have to. I don't usually say have to, but you have to ask them, when was the last time you were tested? Of and can course. we talk yeah. about your screening history and your partners? Mm-hmm. Um, ask them if they have any other partners because what's happened once was he got into a brief interaction with a woman and it was going well and I was happy for him and the red flag was she had a jealous ex-partner mm. who showed up once and I said, no, 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 no. Oh. I have picked up a boyfriend who got jumped by someone unrelated, separate years ago. Uh-huh. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I need you to like have enough backstory on this person and know them well enough because That's every fair. time you involve other people, you involve other people's lives. It's not just about sex. Um, and also I want to have a general idea of who the person is because it's kind of uncomfortable for me if I'm at work and say someone's like, hi, I'm the person. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's like, that could just be a mental load that I'm not prepared to deal with because Mm -hmm. even non-monogamous people still encounter jealousy. Of course, yeah. Or it's just, again, like a mental load. Like, even if I see a childhood friend somewhere, I didn't grow up here, so hopefully I don't, but if I was walking around and I saw someone from, like, years ago, maybe I just don't have the energy to interact with that person. Yeah, I wanted to ask, my next question was about jealousy because I feel like a lot of people have this interpretation of an open relationship where it's like, well, that means you can't get jealous. But jealousy is a human quality and it's okay to get jealous if you talk it out. What Were there moments where you were like, and we're still moving very very slowly i mean the first year and a half of our relationship we have so much good rich dynamic kinky queer sex he's a he's a cis male but like he's not straight nice. <laughs> and neither am i does he so, know that or oh, yeah. oh, okay because oh, you yeah. laughed i no. don't know oh, yeah oh yeah there's he's he's very uh mature for a 29 year old I, his dad listens to the show this is all terrible oh, yeah, turn right. it off mr b this is the guys we fucked Hey, Mr. B. Hey, Mr. B. Hey. So we've been moving really slowly, and we're still figuring it out. Um, there's a lot of check-ins. Not even a lot of check-ins, because, again, we're moving really slowly. But I guess it would just be figure out what you're not comfortable with. Yeah. And sometimes that's trial by error, and right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're going to figure out things that push on things you didn't know existed. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to open your relationship, Why? Are you doing it to be cool because your friends are doing it? Because people are doing it on Tinder? That's the wrong reason. You don't want to do it. If you are like, oh, this feels so good, and I have sex with you, and I like it, and how could we maybe expand? That's a good reason. Or, you know, you have a chronic illness, and you're totally comfortable with me going on dates when you can't have sex for months at a time. That's a good reason. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, People find what works for them if they stop listening to all the other shit that they're being told that they don't need. Yes, I agree. Do you have a favorite go-to, either a move or maybe both, if you want to talk, whatever comes to mind for you, but like a move that like you're really good at when you have sex. Like I've gotten really good at like putting stuff up guys' butts and I'm actually really proud of that. And like I can like watch a guy have that kind of, like a a prostate simulated orgasm for the first time is like my oxygen. Like I I just, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I'm so, I'm like, and it makes me realize like I am the straightest motherfucker. Like I love men and their buttholes and their dicks. Oh, it's great. Maybe so, you're so a that's gay like man, my though. Huh? Maybe you're a gay man. Yeah, uh, what, maybe. You're like, I'm the straightest lady. I love putting stuff up guys' buttholes. And then I was like, and I'm, I'm also like, straight lady. dicks in my mouth. But yeah, maybe. Right, maybe. yeah. Um, well, the dick thing, again, that's a, a gay man, I think, yeah. can, that resonates for front row. Yeah. But like, so like, that's, that's 
that's one of my favorite moves. Like, that's like a go-to for me once I get really comfortable with somebody. Um, and then I have certain things that when they're done to me, I'm, I'm like, I am yours. Uh, do you have those in your repertoire? Or does oh, that even gosh, come to I mind? Can't, I can't give it all away again. Um, Anything you're comfortable talking I about? I think, no, it's not that I'm shy. It's just like, you got to pay me for my secrets. To- just, totally. And I, I get um, that. I get that. People should use both of their hands mm. when they do things. Yes. Um, I saw somebody post on Facebook today that if you pull your, bo- your dick through your boxers all the time to get a blowjob, you don't deserve a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of all the guys who've done that, and you are correct. I was going to say that's never happened. Oh, it really? Has to no, be not to. I, I mean, I think I think I just people are scared of me, so they just behave better. I think. <laughs> Truly, and Maybe when they were baggy boxers that you've obviously worn since you were in the eighth grade. Who's anyone in boxers to begin with? <laughs> we're not all perfect, correct? We can't all live up to our standards 100 percent of the time. Oh, we're gonna have to talk in the green room. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I just like to. Um, I like to slow down a lot more than what I see in porn. And that seems to help a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens a lot, yeah, what happens a lot, especially with younger people and not just younger men, but everything moves a lot faster. I remember when cell phones didn't exist and that was a really oh, nice yeah. time for some reasons. But we're all very like, I need the dopamine now. Something yeah. has to happen now. Mm-hmm. Climax now. So there's a lot of pressure on people being sexually liberated. And it's putting a lot of pressure on folks to not communicate. Because it's like, why can't you find my clit? And I'm like, well, did you show him how you like to be touched? No, he should just know. Mm-hmm. Cute so, men are mind readers conversation. No, yeah. but he's a mind reader. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I like to, when I feel someone... It, it seems like they're starting to disassociate or go into like humpy mode and customers Jack will do Hammer, this yeah. too. Yeah. They just start like, it's just dick centric because they, everything else just seems to go numb and it's like, okay, penis time <sighs> or pussy time. And then they wonder, why can't I get hard or why can't I get wet? Because you're putting all this stress on this one area. So if you want to have better sex, touch each other's hair and touch their hands. And oh, yeah. I say to people, can you slow down and breathe with me? <gasps> oh. Mm. Hello. Grab their face. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Hey, if there's a 28-year-old thrusting into you unreasonably fast. It's <laughs> happened to me so many times. Grab their face. Say, I'd like you to breathe with me. No, can we say it in that voice or can we use our own voice? Like, can you breathe with me? Can you breathe with me? Can you breathe with me? Can you breathe? Slow it down. Take the time out. Slow it down. You know what? That's, that's the slow thing. There's so much to that, what you mentioned, because last night I was having sex. I don't mean to brag, but I was having sex. And I was. And, and there was a point for maybe like. I would say a full 15 minutes was just very, he was on top of me and it was very slow. And I felt the need to make all these showy noises. And then I heard myself and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Christine? And then I just shut the fuck up and enjoyed it. And the craziest orgasm, like it, it is crazy how, how people's instincts just are so far from slowing down and enjoying. Porn is performative. Yeah. Porn is mostly performative. That's okay. Football is performative. Okay. Yeah. 
Stand-up um, comedy. Anything on entertainment is probably performative. You can learn stuff from it, for sure. You can become inspired, all kinds of creative ideas. I love porn for that. It activates people. Yeah. Um, a really great way to show your partner what you might be interested in is, if they're comfortable with it, say, hey, can I send you a clip, like a link to a porn that yeah. I liked? And, like, timestamp here. Oh, I thought it was like, I you go, <laughs> Cunnilingus. <laughs> Eat my pussy. <laughs> it's real dry down but there. I, you know what? And it's and I think I'm I'm just realizing this now as you're saying the performative thing. Like I used to get so aroused by feeling performative, but it's so much better when you just not performative and you're aroused at the same time. Like that's just more in touch with your body. And you can do both. You can go back and forth because yeah. performative stuff is fun. That's why people dress up sometimes in like gear and and go to sex clubs because it's fun to be seen and to see. Yeah. But sometimes, especially when I've been seen and seeing all night, I want to turn the lights off and I want to slow down and I want to breathe with the person that I love. And I can feel yeah. everything around me and I'm getting all choked up because I'm not a religious person and I don't think God is real because how could you let all this shit happen, motherfucker? But <laughs> I feel connected to myself as a living being on this planet when I am having good connective sex. Amen. And you're in love, so you understand. Your eyes are glossing over. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel the feelings. I just would never let them go in this uh, arena. Uh, okay, good. But you're in there somewhere. My, my question, I saw, it was, it was on your Instagram, I believe, that I saw you doing this exercise where you were sitting and staring into the eyes of your partner for like a long-ass time, right? That do was you, that right? Was that me? I, th- I couldn't have been oh, anyone else. I do that. I mean, I've done that. Yeah. I don't you don't, you don't know that like you that. posted it? You did it. It was you. I've There's done no it one else. <laughs> I mean, like, who else? It wasn't Posh Spice, so it was you. I don't follow that many people, you know? Um, Yes. And I mean, it was interesting to, like, it was uncomfortable to watch as an outsider because it felt so personal and so raw. And I was interested, like, why you, why you wanted to share that and how, like, often you do that and what you get out of it. So there's a, and I'm not a sex therapist. I'm a graduate student of a sex educator program, and I'm currently doing my 1,000, literally 1,000 hours of supervision to appeal it to a higher certification. Um, they don't like, the organization doesn't like me naming them until you're actually affiliated with them, so I will Got not. It. But um, Sensate Touch is a practice that's been developed by sex therapists, and a lot of it is... Well, it starts out with like, it's very slow escalated touch negotiated between usually two partners. And the very first thing of that could be eye gazing where you're just sitting with your partner. Maybe you're holding a hand or touching a leg or whatever's comfortable for you, but start slow. And this is typically for people who say, we don't feel connected, we have mismatched libidos, we don't have any intimacy. Well, when was the last time you actually just stared into each other's eyes for 30 seconds and you weren't talking about bills or something you saw on Instagram or that person you don't like or whatever? Um, So, and I'm not going to go through all of it, but Sensate Touch, S-E-N-S-A-T-E, Touch. um, And it starts very slowly where maybe the next step after you've practiced that, if it's eye gazing, if you do that for like a day or a week or however fast or slow you feel you need to move through the practice, The next thing could be maybe like hand holding or arm touching. And so it's very slow escalated touch that's negotiated between partners. This is great for people who have sexual trauma in their lives too, Mm -hmm. because they get to decide how slowly or quickly things move. 
And it's also a really great way to get in touch with erogenous zones that you never even think about because Ooh. we're talking about tits and dicks and pussies and asses all the time. So nobody's like, wow, it feels so good when you stroke my inner thighs oh, or my yeah. inner arms or the back of my neck. Um, yeah. I did, I did um, um, the yoga retreat I went on. One of the exercises we had to do was sit Indian style in front of somebody. Crisscross. Oh, crisscross. Yeah. I, was, I, as I know. We're, we're all learning. Like, I know. We're all learning. I am saying that too. But hey, you got to say the dumb shit to get corrected. Um, yep. So, so, so we were sitting crisscross. It's like real, like our knees were together. This was a person I never met before. It was a woman. Um, and we had to put our hands on our knees and just look at each other. But our faces were maybe five inches apart. And, and, and we both cried. And I realized how n- we are not intimate. It felt, it, it wasn't sexual, but it was intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized how, how rare intimacy is with people mm-hmm. with we we save it for our partners but when we barely even have it with our partners a lot of the time because we're so sucked up in everything else mm-hmm. and so it's so eye contact like is is such a beautiful thing it doesn't have to be sexual but it really is a way to connect with humanity i was so moved by that like i'll never forget that moment i'll never mm-hmm. forget that woman's eyes mm-hmm. and i'll never for, i'll never forget her because that was a really intense moment i'm like in our lives corinne and i we meet so many people and and we they share so many amazing stories but I, I felt so connected to this woman. I just stared at her for, for, I think it was maybe like eight minutes, which was a long time. That's a very long but time. But we had yeah. like a conversation. <laughs> Wait, you actually, oh, in your With eyes. Our, yeah. I felt like, I was like, oh, you're talking? This is simple. I there can do this. There was a guided meditation yeah. kind of right, thing, right, right. but it, yeah. it felt like we were communicating on the most intimate level. Like every little gesture was read I've and done seen that. and heard. I've and it was that. fucking incredible. So I recommend that to people. Well, that's the five second rule because, I mean, the difference between uh, letting someone know with your eyes that you're attracted to them, like on a day to day when you're walking around, uh, making eye contact with someone for like two to three seconds is totally normal but it's those like two to three extra seconds that you let in that yeah, is like I mean that it. makes you feel like wow I actually tried to do it with professional musician like when we were walking 140 blocks and we both couldn't do it uh-huh. we have our own issue like we are, we are we're both you know very like shy awkward people wait you were right. looking into in each real- other's eyes while you were walking 140 blocks in New mm-hmm. York yeah no one else was there because How no one possible? no one else it was like it was like the middle of the night no one else was walking and they were so scared of us that they stayed away because (laughs) they're like who are these people walking this bitch has heels on each other yeah i mean it was like it got into a weird zone where we we passed like a crane game on the streets of new york just outside did you know that was there i didn't we played it we didn't win that seems a little distracting for therapy (laughs) yes yeah but it was just like it was like a thing because i've been trying it it's very hard to keep eye contact with someone and you will see the change in their reaction to you when you when you are able to hold it that long mm. like you see them change like oh this person is looking at me in a different way than if they just passed me by yeah, now imagine see. that you are a provider and your client says i just want to look in your eyes and they just want to do it for like 15 minutes now what well, that feels like it would take a lot more well, out wait, of you wait, than something they, else well, some people can't do it intimacy yeah. well, how do and, you feel and about i that? and i am happy to give that intimacy and I hope that I have a deep enough well to draw from that day because again my job is hard yeah Um, yeah no eye gazing is tough but there's there's plenty of clients who like ask for that and good for them but it's really hard because I have to remain 
not only like pleasant and passive, I see real fucking pain in people's eyes sometimes, and it's hard. Yeah, to take it on or not yeah. to at least just yeah. want to care for them. But I would try to barter. I would be like, "Do you sure you don't want a, a dick suck or yeah. a little handy? A little handy? I'll I got a fork tongue. Anyone interested? Yeah, I got a peace bot simulator. It's brand yeah. new. I also had this is interesting too. So, which shows you that anything could be manipulated. Doesn't matter what it is, but. I had a real awful customer once. Um, he's a very famous person in this town. I can't wait till I can say his name one day. In this town, I'm like the mayor of Portlandia. <laughs> Is it Fred Armisen? <laughs> it's sorry, Fred I know you hate Portlandia jokes. I'm sorry. But he was a client of the strip club for a while, and I ended up eventually telling him, don't fucking come in here again. I'll call the police on you for the way you acted. Mm. But he told me once, I don't know why he liked to tell me this sick shit, but I know too much. But uh, he said, oh, I just bought dances from so-and-so, which was the shyest girl in the club at the time. He says, I asked her to stare in my eyes the whole time because I knew she would hate it. <gasps> Ew. Oh, what a fucking cunt so that man is. people are sick. People are sick. And anything can be manipulated. So on the flip side of that, mm. I'm going to ruin her last name, but maybe her first name too. Marina Abramovich. She's oh, a performance yeah, artist. Okay. Oh my God. But yes. her, entire, her entire performance series is yep. sitting across from strangers for yeah. months at a time. Mm-hmm. It's intense. And people cried. People got angry. Um, what is the name of that film? Does anyone remember? Anyone know what I'm talking oh. about? The artist is present. Yes. That's what yes, said. yes. Yes. Thank you. So, um, but the looks on people's faces. Sometimes they're projecting and sometimes they're trying to read you. Mm. So that's another thing. There's people that interact with other people that they want to give. They want to give give you love or give you energy. And there's people who want to take, 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 take. So it's also like I could have a client that says, can I give you a back rub? I'm like, oh, sure. Let's oh, see how this goes. You know, which is great. Like I get paid for a back rub. So it might actually be a nice back rub. I'm like, oh, you have a nice touch. Thank you. And. You know, like, okay, you can't touch there, but like, and we negotiate and it's like, oh, this was actually pleasant. Yeah. Maybe I don't like the way they smell or they're not handsome or pretty to me, but that's fucking irrelevant because I'm getting paid to perform a service. Right. Um, but then there's the person who's like, let me give you a back rub. And they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> like a cat. All, just, just, yeah. Um, so, and then again, it's like, okay, well, this doesn't really feel that great, but <laughs> it comes to the point of like, this is a job. And at what point do I have the ability to end this? Hopefully. Right. So here's where consent comes into play with all these gray areas. You know, doesn't matter what job you're doing. It could become unpleasant enough to where you decide this isn't worth it for me anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because that's my question. Like if you're working on an establishment, obviously, like, I mean, what, what like how far can you go and how many things can you say no to before they get annoyed with you or say no? I mean, cause just like any, you know, job, there's lots of stuff that I've been asked to do. And I was like, I don't want to do that. But like you have to pick your battles, kind of. It depends on how the management is, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have to hope you work at a good place or try to work at a good place where the management is ethical. Do we want to open it up to a question or two? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. So we wanted to open it up to the audience to ask any questions, uh, you know, relevant to Elle, to Christina, to General that you want to hear everyone's opinion on. Uh, Yeah, you just, we're going to do town hall style. So just go up to the microphone. First, raising your hand right there. If you don't mind, there's in the front row, there's a mic on a stand. you can maybe person uh, there's somebody in the front row that could take it off the stand and just hand it to her. So yeah. like, there's, there's an aisle here, right? Because oh, you can there? just like do oh, a, little, is. a oh, short little that. line so that we can go pretty quickly okay, if anyone's cool. interested. And are there people sitting up there? Yeah, you're screwed. So sorry about that. Sorry. Um, but I mean, I guess in. if you can make it down fast enough. Yeah. But. So yeah, we can do this for like about 15 minutes. So okay, Hi. What's, what's your question? 
Hi guys. Hi. Hi. I love all of you. Thank you. Well, since you are in Portland and I live here, is there anything that I can get involved in to help you? Oh my god, I what love that question. What a nice question. Wow. I really, really love that question. An offer. That's a good question. Um, I am so on the spot right now. Can you can you send me a DM on Instagram? I find like, can you Venmo me? Um, um, stripper writer. Stripper writer. <laughs> uh, there's a ton of stuff you can do, but let's figure out what your what your contacts are and what mine are. We'll Ooh, connect. great question. Cool. Nice. Thank you. Hello. What's Everyone's going to look real shitty after this. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it better be selfless, bitch. <laughs> Come Hi. on, hero. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, so my name's Rachel. Can you get a little bit closer? Hi, Rachel. Mike. There you go. I'm 27. Hi. I had thyroid cancer when I was 22. Fuck. So at what point of dating do you tell someone that you had cancer? Or do you tell them? Hmm. Do you want to tell them? No, so I feel like that's I don't know, but I feel like at some point it's going to come up. Save it for when they really had it coming. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> when they I, say something I, so I wanna, shitty to you and you're like, to that. <laughs> I want to give a real answer to that. I mean, that was my real answer. That's why I don't have a lot of friends. Um, um, <laughs> I just want to say, what, what would be your goals for telling them? Consider that. Okay. Some point in life. I mean, well, it's something you went through, and maybe you want them to understand that you went through. I have a feeling that when the opportunity presents itself to you, you will just kind of know. Yeah. I agree. Because if it Thank means you. something for you to tell them, and if you lo- you're like, I love you, and I want you to know that I went through this. Yeah, why yeah. would they? They'll probably be like, oh my God, yeah. that's, that's, I can't believe you went through that. Where, yeah. Anybody who is, has a negative reaction to you for that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my Tell God. them in the beginning it's a great screening tool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad. Thanks, Rachel. We're seeing you again. All right. What's your question? Hi. Hi, Hi. my name is Victoria. Hi. Um, I'm 22. I just graduated my undergrad, so clearly student debt. Great. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have a full-time job. Like, I work 40, 50 hours a week, but oh, shit. Um, I just started stripping, actually. And okay. Welcome. <laughs> um, I love where I work to start off. You know, like, it's, it's a great club and everything, but how did you, like, feel comfortable enough to tell the people around you, mm, you know? great question so I was comfortable enough to tell the people around me I told my mother after I'd been doing it for about a year and a half and I wrote a list of positive things that it added to my life and I also said I will answer any of your questions but it might take me t- some time to answer them because I've never done this before so if you can say this is how it's improved my life I have better body awareness I make better money I can pick more of my schedule I meet awesome people whatever it is to you and what my mom had to do and I don't know how your mom is all moms are different but she either had to consider that everything she was told about sex workers was wrong her whole life or that her daughter was a piece of shit and she thought maybe I'm just wrong and my daughter's making some good choices that's amazing that your mom is so open to being wrong and congratulations thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you. hello Hi, um, I'm Madison. I'm 24. Hi, Madison. Hi. And as a sex worker and as a woman, I have a question. Have you ever reached a discrepancy or an issue with consent with a partner or with a client? And how have you dealt with it when, it, when it comes to that? Big, 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 big questions. Yeah, that's super So loaded. many different I ways. Apologize, it's okay. We could, I mean, I, God, we question. could do whole episodes about this. Yeah. Um, so what helps is lay out your requests in the beginning. So I will tell a client, this is the cause. 
you're going to sit like this or whatever, you know, if it's a lap dance, you're going to sit like this. I'm going to do this. Let me know if anything's uncomfortable. So invite feedback. So I set a nice little container. And then if they start pushing on boundaries, it's a decision of, can I make this work? Do I think, or should I not? And I've been wrong before. I've had a couple clients where it wasn't worth the money. And I was like, Oh God, mm. regret that. So it's a learning process. You will make mistakes. And then with relationships, we don't come into them fully formed. You have to make mistakes. So same thing with a partner. When you enter in a relationship, think about what are you wanting in your relationship? Because this way you can offer it and you can find if you're compatible or not. Say, I would like to see you a couple times a week or I would like you to use a condom or I would like you to tell me your screening. So just because you set boundaries doesn't mean people are going to respect them. But the people who do bring them closer. <laughs> yeah, it's trial and error. I've hit a lot of people and that only happened one time and then they were like, yeah, don't do that again and then I didn't. Yeah. So, because I think we forget a lot of times like with, uh, with I have a, like it's more often that I do something that a man is like, no, then uh, someone does something to me and I am like, no. And I think that's not the norm. Uh, well, yeah, I was going to say, I've, like, I've hit a lot of, I've had men I've do things to me that I'm like, I feel <laughs> yeah. you crossed the line. Right, yeah. It's a conversation. What have you done yeah. like explicitly say no like maybe I can condense the question a little bit yeah, better, yeah, yeah. Um, very briefly like yeah, yeah. maybe you have a specific pattern when it comes to a committed relationship where you initiate sex mm -hmm. and maybe you don't mm -hmm. explicitly say no but I'm wondering like when you have patterns whether it be with a client that's repeated or with a partner that's repeated and you have a repeated initiation of sex or you know it feels like you're going off a specific story like fit I don't know. I mean, I want you to email me and I want to talk more about this. Well, For sure. I mean, it's just a pattern that it's come up in, in conversations that I've had with other people where it's like, okay, you have a repeated like consensual sexual situation, but maybe one time you don't think that it's right. Okay, so, um, so you mean like, it's like in implied consent? Yeah. Okay, so you yeah, have implied yeah. consent with a partner sure. and then maybe someone does something you don't like? Yeah, and then you don't you're not specifying like I guess maybe do you always have to say no cuz your response is all where the basis was you you said no and you drew a line. So for me it's like do you always have to draw a line or a clear no? line or yeah, me yeah. no. So I'm not being like super I I, I think I get I think yeah. I get what you're saying. You know when someone crosses the line and sometimes that's not negotiated up top. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely times where people who have been through sexual assault know that it's better to just get through it because if right. you resist, they will get violent. So this is why people don't fight back. And then they take you to, you go to court. If anyone wants to press charges, well, why didn't you fight back? Right. right so right. Um, sometimes hopefully not very often, if you find yourself in a situation where you're unsafe and you can't leave that situation, I mean, use your best judgment. And whether that means advocating for that person to use a condom, even if you know the encounter isn't going to feel consensual, you're still like taking your best steps to protect yourself. Or if you're going on a date that feels very dangerous, but you have to make $500 tomorrow or they take all your shit, um, you do the best you can maybe and have your check-ins and take the job. And this is not advice I'm giving you. I'm saying these are decisions that people make. Yeah. So if you want to be more specific, we can email me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate your guys' time. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hi there. Hi. I'm a Portlander who enjoys going to strip clubs from time to time. Thank and you. And I would like to feel like the strip clubs that I go to are peopled by people who want to be there. And I don't know how to 
ensure that. And so I'm just trying to figure out, like, what do you recommend to try to ensure that everybody who's there wants to be there mm -hmm. and it's a good time for everybody? So that's a tricky one because I definitely... If I stopped getting booked at my current club, I'd be so sad because I love working there. Uh, but I know that I definitely catch myself sometimes sitting again, doing the like, mm, gr like looking pissed yeah. and unhappy. Um, read reviews, like honestly, read Yelp, read online reviews of venues, and sometimes you can get a general sense. You can tell when people are like shit bombing, also, and just sort of. You know. really, I, I, I yelp before I go to strip club because when we travel a lot, I'll go to the strip club in the town and I yeah. always look at the Yelp reviews because when people do want to be there and everyone in the Yelp reviews are like, yo, this vibe is amazing. I had such a good time and, yeah. and maybe the food sucked, but like it was a good vibe. That will that will stick out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. It's like white people love snitching so much they invented Yelp. But, <laughs> and I didn't make that one up too. That's something I saw on the internet somewhere. But, yeah, it's, but it's so Yelp true. should be for if I ever yelp, Except for one time, I left a shitty review one time because someone had a fake fingernail in my sister's drink, and she's oh. like, "I don't live here. Can you leave a review?" I said, "Sure." Whoa. Anyway, otherwise, I like to leave good reviews on places yeah. I go because I want to support the people and I want them to do well. So read reviews. It's gotten harder after FOSTA, but if you can find any social media accounts for the venues, see if the people working there are posting like selfies and looking like they're having a good time. Um, Fun fact, my the club where I work, Lucky Devil Lounge, their Instagram was just deleted by Instagram like five days ago. Oh, ew, why? Instagram deletes a lot of sex workers' accounts. That's why everyone has a backup account on I've there. I've been deactivated twice, yeah. and they never told me why. And yeah. then they reactivated me, and oops, sorry. It's because I'm an out sex worker. Anyway, yeah. so thank you for your question. Yeah, that's a good question. Thank I've you. been to Lucky Devil. Thank you. Thank Yay, you. Yay, Lucky Devil. Well, and a follow-up on that, I mean, at a certain point, you know, you know, kind of like in, against like what Lena Dunham is saying, like at a certain point, don't we just have to trust that sex workers are adults and if they're there and they look like they're having a good time, then we just have to and trust the that, truth. that they're yeah. adults and they're doing what they want to do? Yeah, people do all kinds. Of, look on YouTube. People do all kinds of things for free or for money. Like, <laughs> yep. If you're worried about the sexuality aspect, like that's your hangout about the sexuality aspect. Yeah. We have a line, so all right, yeah, we're going to get go. through you. No, no, no. Oh, keep going. Hi. So I work in community health. So laws like FOSTA are extremely concerning to me. So what I want to know as someone that's personally been affected by that, ways that you keep yourself safe and if there are any resources that you use or that you could direct people to and kind of as a follow-up, like how you educate people on what you do and why it's important and why people should care about it and why people should care about keeping sex workers safe. So thank you for the ask. Um, again, a big ask, but I love it. So the podcast website, strangebedfellowspdx.com, there is a link there. And I believe it's called A Guide to Avoid Bad Technology uh, in FOSTA-SESTA era. But mm -hmm. So my editor, my little brother from the internet made this, and it's like all of the... Uh, internet providers uh i'm so bad at online stuff but it's like technology you can use that's safer for you or not uh mm -hmm. there's resources on that website um in regards to fosta and sesta we have to keep giving our elected officials feedback and we have to just firebomb the shit out of everyone like every time on instagram i saw another thing today this guy uh, made a hat that said make tumblr porn again <laughs> and people are like, ha ha, that's so cute. And I was like, there's no porn on Tumblr anymore because FOSTA-SESTA. Like, 
say that shit. Like, we need to tell people why. It's not like, ha ha, where'd it go? It's like, no, really, we're losing our sexual freedoms. And say that shit, call their office. Like, where do we say that shit where it counts? So there's a lawsuit by the Electronic Frontier Foundation, EFF.org, I believe. And they're trying to get FOSTA overturned because it's a violation of freedom of speech. Ah. Oh. So that might help. Nice. But, um... Stay in touch. Again, there's so much more information I feel like I could give you, but we have like eight people behind you and the crowd's <laughs> getting wiggly. Yeah. I know. You want more drinks. I get it. Hi, what's your question? Hey, how's it going? Hey. Um, I just want to say when, Elle, you were talking about um, making love with your partner and how emotional and choked up it gets, it got me choked up because I feel that same connection with my husband. And so with that being said, we want to explore a bunch of different things, but one thing that's on our list right now is... Um, hiring an escort and so here in Portland how do we do that (laughs) Um, there's a website TNA look up TNA Um, I believe that website is still active God you know I used to work strictly by referral and I know people who work strictly by referral so Contact message, me. Yeah, message, DM, right? And this is the reason why my podcast won't get hosted on like mid-roll or advertised cast or why Google won't work with me because I'm facilitating sex trafficking, apparently. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good resource. DM Thank you. Right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm Steph, and my girlfriend and I flew from SF. Because you guys are finally on the West Coast. SF. Yeah. Hey. Wow, thanks. Steph. Thank you. Just for you guys. Oh, yes. shit. Thank thanks. you. Uh, we were wondering if you could sign the book. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can Anybody would do book, that. Send anyway, it back with a yes. staff member and we'll sign. Absolutely. We'll absolutely do that for you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Also, um, did you put your show info for the 25th? <laughs> Very personal. No, I didn't. I uh, it's it's. A, I, I don't know if I. I'll, but I will though. But it's happening. Yeah, but it's not in San Francisco. I know. It's you're, gonna, you're gonna take another flight. Damn, you know, it's a little bit awesome. I was like, lower your expectations. Um, oh, that's sweet. I like it. I feel like I need. I have to bring you a goodie bag now. No, you, you should. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Hi. Hi. Hello. So, um, I love sex workers. They're amazing. And I really want to become a stripper. However, my boyfriend is very insecure and I don't mm. know how to navigate that conversation with him. And I also I love They're like kill him. Right now. All right. Middle ground motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. Not everyone comes out the womb secure. Right. Um he's a great guy. It's just the insecurity thing. And also, mm-hmm. how do you like, at what point is it controlling and you're not able to live your life and do your thing? And what should you do in that situation when you actually care about them? Mm. So, question. again, it's really hard because people have to make decisions. So what I tell women when I hear this is you can wait until that relationship ends because, no offense, most relationships do. Until one doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, enjoy each other while you can. Quantity versus quality of years. Or uh, quality versus quantity of years. <laughs> That's the way we're raised. Um, No, really. America has a problem with telling people to stay together um, when they shouldn't. Um, I agree. So I'm glad I caught that one. Uh, So what I tell women, I say, you can wait till the relationship ends or you can say, you can pay my bills for the amount of money I might make 
let me try it if it's lucrative and it feels good to me you have to trust me because i'm your partner if i don't like it or it's not lucrative or both then i won't do it and then it's a non-issue but if he's not even going to let you try i broke up with my last boyfriend who said he wouldn't let me do something and it was pierce my septum i came home I, I remember, oh no, it was four years, four years of an abusive relationship. I came home one day, I had a septum piercing. He goes, you look so ugly right now, I can't even look at you. And I was like, a light went off. I was like, I'm done with you, John. Jesus, yeah. Sometimes those are great indicators of who yes, person really is. I'm not saying it's your boyfriend. Um, but also, like, fill it in. It's like, would he have the same reaction if you decided you were going to be, like, a grammar school teacher? Does like, he go to strip clubs? This is weird. Does he go to strip He does not at all. Okay, okay, okay well, that's better, because then he'd be a hypocrite if he did. Right. <laughs> does he watch porn? He says no, but oh, I mean, come on. Okay, okay, okay. So, so what we're dealing with, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a great study called Erotophilia, Erotophobia as a Dimension of Personality. It's by Fisher and like four other researchers. It's from some yeah, years I wrote ago. It. it was hard, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you did the research. Basically, one. there's a big ass study that says that people who have hangups about sex tend to experience a lot of shame. Um, they're less likely to use protection or talk about protection they're less likely to do sexy things that they want to do because of shame um so if this is how he is you're working with a lot and it might just have to be a you're never going to be okay with this so i'm going to go to work now and you're just going to be pissed for six hours and i'm going to come home and you'll call me a whore the next time we fight because that happens people find themselves in those relationships where the boyfriend or the partner or the girlfriend or whoever is like I don't like it, but I respect it. Mm. Uh. And then the next time you get an argument about the dishes, they're like, well, you're a fucking whore. It gets naked for other people. And there mm. it is. Yeah. <laughs> so if that starts to happen, if you yeah. like the job, yeah, decision's been made for you, hopefully. And also there's a difference between someone like being genuinely concerned about your safety and well-being and, being and someone trying to control you. Yeah. yeah. So just figure out what it's it is. Because if it's a genuine concern, I think maybe it's just someone who's not educated. But if it's just like controlling, that's probably not going to go away, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you. It. Sure. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, my name is Elena. Um, this is kind of a difficult one. I have a friend, or I had a friend who's a straight male in an abusive relationship. Um, We haven't really had contact as friends for quite a while because about four or five months ago, his abusive girlfriend sent me death threats, Mm -hmm. and I had to call the cops on her, and he was very understanding of that, but I know that he feels stuck, and I don't know if there's, you know, what are the recourses for a man who's in an abusive relationship? I mean, I know that she's abusive physically, mm. sexually, mentally. Mm-hmm. So, that. Um, if you live in town, um, call to safety.org is a good organization. It used to be called Portland Women's Crisis Line, which is gendered, but call them and see if they have any other resources to offer you, because that's not my area of expertise. But I think the best thing you can do as a friend and to anyone else who he knows that's in his circle is just let him know that you are available. Yeah. Let him know that you are available when he wants to. Because I, I mean, I, I moved out when, before I was 18, and I was living with a guy for a few months 
because I thought I didn't have anywhere else to go. And it was very abusive. So when we talk about sex work, I was basically letting someone fuck me for a place to live. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was horrible. And I went through that for only a few months. And I was able to get my druthers and escape. Uh, So that is something that he will have to do on his own. And just knowing that there's places to go will help. But I would contact calltosafety.org. All right. Thanks for asking. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Hi. Wow, that was very beautifully deep and needed. My question is none of those. Things. Okay, that's <laughs> no that's problem. Cool, y'all. That's a problem. So, questions. so I grew up Mormon, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks. It looks <laughs> like it. Yeah. <laughs> For people. Yeah. I really enjoyed myself in college. You know, like I yeah, you really did. enjoyed. Choose the right. Nice. Did you wear the ring? The yes, choose the right. I did. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's and, family's Mormon. You know, it was a really good time for sure, but I think I'm tired of you know the same potation. Uh huh. Potation is a great word. It's okay. been a really good time, but I'm ready to retire. You know, yes. I'm yeah. exhausted. I hear you. I want one penis. Yeah. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. How do I transition from a hoe? to a possible wifey. So, have you ever done sex work? That is not my next option. Okay, then you are not a hoe and you never have been, so don't even ask that. Um, As a sexually prolific person, you can find another person you are compatible with and flourish. Who's sexually adventurous. Yeah, and you'll know when that happens because I can't tell you when you're in love. You'll know when you're in love or, you know, just very compatible. Again, you don't have to be romantic in love to have great sex with someone. And I think the sense sense of sexual (laughs) adventure you get when you you are sleeping with multiple people is really exciting. But then when you feel like you're over it, just know that you can find that same exact sense of sexual adventure with one human. And I think you want to vet them in the beginning to see what they're into and what they're... What the, what they like, what they like sexually, is sexuality important to them. Obviously, that's something that's important to you. So nip those in the bud, like mm-hmm. right away when you when you meet a person. And there is something too, like finding someone who also used to be sexually prolific and having uh, vanilla sex with someone who used to be sexually prolific as a sexually prolific person can be quite entertaining. Like that's what James and I did. We're like we're both yeah. tired and like we know we know how Girl, to do all these baby. things. So let's just go back to you know go back to one. And it was and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Are you cool. dating him now? I don't know your back history. James, you well, why'd you come no. here then? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this I is didn't two years. Stalk you. I'm so sorry. No, let me go to church. Do you listen to the podcast? You just came out and you just were like, oh. Uh, no, I got, I got like basically recruited to come tonight. That's and great. I was, you know, oh, right. That just doesn't happen yeah. a lot. So, wow. Awesome. Thank you. Um, basically, the whole entire second row like wasn't sure what they were going to do. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Truly. Thanks for coming. Thanks for taking a chance on it. Um, no, Thank you. That yes. was my, boy, my, my ex boyfriend of two years. And yeah, that was just someone who I dated for two years. And yeah, so it, it worked out. And Certainly, uh, sexuality had nothing to do with why we ended up breaking up. So it, it, can, it can work. And it was fun. It was like a nice relief to know, like, you didn't have to, we didn't have to prove anything to one another. Like, we did all this stuff. We, we, and we're just tired. And now we want to have, like, a con- you know, conversation about a documentary and fall asleep on a couch. Like, yeah. there's fun stuff, too. You can go backwards. So cool. Thank, Thank you for asking. Yeah, we have three more, three more folks. Let's, let's, uh, hello. Hello, sir. How are you? Hi. Good evening. Ooh. Hello. Hello. You, guys, you guys are, I know what you're thinking uh, right, right now. All right, settle down. Like, we almost made it through. Oh, 
waiting to hear a straight white male talk. <laughs> I hear those questions, yeah. I don't What's know that question? you sound. I raise testosterone. So do you. Yeah, I'm yeah. just performing for you now. Thank you. <laughs> We're having a great time. You want to come on the Kesha cruise? Uh, <laughs> go ahead, well, sir. Well, I, I, I want to say, Christine, I'm really happy that I wore my daddest sports coat. With, like, yes, it's so daddy. And, yeah, yeah, very daddy, yeah. Um, uh-huh. So I wanted to ask uh, L. Uh, as a patron of uh, adult entertainment venues and such. Uh, Strip clubs. Thank uh, yeah, you. Exactly. No, it takes a lot of courage to stand up. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So, um, having, been, like, having seen situations where uh, patrons are getting drunk and out of line, and there is not a bouncer like immediately in range, how do you feel about other like male patrons kind of trying to come in and be I've just seen this situation mm-hmm. a lot and it feels really uncomfortable because I don't want to be you know like hey back off you don't want to be the white let's knight let's be this thing. The, the white guy let's the be white knight and but then it's a good question though yeah yeah it's like do you want to handle I mean generally do you want to handle it yourself do you want to rely upon staff so staff in some of these venues is not supportive I am so grateful ah. the staff where I work is supportive um but yes, it's definitely a problem. And venue owners could do themselves a favor by enforcing like general conduct so that you treat all your workers well. Hey, yeah. you're in the middle. You're being loud. <laughs> Shut the fuck um, up. I can't hear. Um, so, thank you. So, in general, that's really nice that you ask. I think don't try to be like a rescue savior. You're not going to like make her whole night better. But you could be like, hey, man, you're acting out of line. Can you cool it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then be like, would you like a drink or here, here's $5. I'm sorry. He was a dick to you. Honestly, $5 is better than a drink because I don't pay my landlord in alcohol. So, um, and that doesn't feel, and that doesn't feel demeaning to give someone to say that. No, no. Honestly, I would be like, I'm really sorry to deal with that. Can I give you a tip? Okay. Oh. We're here for money. And that's good. Okay. I'm so glad you're here. And then you answer that question. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's, we, how would anybody know to fucking yeah. do that? And that was People okay. People all the time, like, here. can I get you a drink? I'm like, that's really nice. But, like, a drink costs five, seven, eight dollars yeah. anyway. Just, You'd rather just honestly, in this economy, be like, dude, I'm fucking sorry. Because there's also a saying that, like, there's always... Um, staring is stealing so people that are just like this for hours and will never give you a single dollar that's one uh, of the most frustrating things but it, it's really just like there's going to be customers that are okay there's going to be ones that are awful and then there's going to be the ones that come out and like that dude sucked here's five dollars here's ten dollars or what's your stage fee cost ten dollars twenty dollars fifty dollars some of these clubs it's fifty dollars and the stage fees when you rent the state you pay yeah to that's perform. what we pay out at the end of the night yeah. so like if i had a rough night and there's a regular there and they're like hey Al, i got your stage fee sorry about that asshole that's really sweet yeah, yeah no. you guys can also Good give question. me money if you see me bombing at a show <laughs> so like if you want to just leave a 20 on the stage i also that's I fine with money me as well so if i give you money after the show is that not gonna go over the who we'll see uh oh next you can give any of us money we accept it thank, thank all you guys very much. so thank much you. thanks for thank asking you. that question don't try to fight anyone in that blazer <laughs> daddy be careful hey what's up hi um, my name's Maddie and I'm hi, a Maddie. huge fan of the show and I've been meaning to email you guys about this problem that I've had I'm kind of nervous but um, I'm here for you I know I'm young I'm 21 but I've mm-hmm. never had an orgasm before and okay. I've been sexually excuse me all active right. for Four years? Mm-hmm. 
and I love your guys' advice. Well, first of all, don't feel weird. Or uh, the 21 is like, I mean, there's been people who are 33, 35. Yeah. I mean, we have a friend who literally had a, an entire podcast that she created who's certainly older than 21 about how she was not able to orgasm. So that's not, you're not alone. Tons of people uh, experience that. So it's not weird. It's not anything to feel ashamed about. You know, that's first off. Especially given what information that we're given in sex education and by our parents about the clit. When was the last time you were cl- uh, a clitoral orgasm mentioned in sex ed never because that yeah. doesn't cause pregnancy yeah. a male yeah. a male's orgasm can cause pregnancy because they ejaculate so they were given zero so it's a miracle that any of you guys any of you women in here are coming um, i just want to put that out there because so i was having sex for probably about i was having partnered se- i've been masturbating since i was a small child because yes. that's also normal yeah um believe it or not uh I had been I had been having partnered sex with a couple of genders for about ten years before I had my first wow. partnered orgasm, okay. and that's okay. Okay, I that's, mean I have, or um, I think I have like solo like masturbation, but I'm like you know yeah I think you have there are times no. I get what you're saying though there right. are times where I was like maybe. You know, so you yeah. might have had some little ones. You probably had some little orgasms. Yeah, and yeah. You are capable of all kinds of ones. I'm also gonna say that there's people who have. Or- Look, I can jack off like five times in a day. It's really cool. Amen. It only takes me like thirty seconds a time. Chronic oh, masturbator. Wow. I know. I get a lot Fun. done. Wow. Yeah, you do. There's people like me who can masturbate and have a ton of orgasms, and there's people in the middle who have an orgasm sometimes and I believe there's probably people who will never have an orgasm but that doesn't mean you can't have hey there's people that are never gonna shoot loads really far either that's okay yeah I don't swallow semen because I don't like it and guess what I have a very fulfilling sex life and I do all kinds of things so so suck it I do a lot of kinky amazingly might look grotesque things but <laughs> and I have a great time but so Take some pressure off yourself. Um, And also, there's so many reasons why this can be the case. There's medication. Even um, anti-allergy medication will dry you right up, suck you right up. Interesting. Yep. There's a lot of medication that will impact sexual functioning. So Yeah, and I would say, too, if you go to, um, like, it's Portland, so I'm sure there's so many amazing sex... Uh, stores here yeah, and I've where been to a few. and the employees are like have you have you ever talked to one and said and and told them about you know this is this is my situation and yeah, not that specifically but I've been but uh, they they are there for that that's because what they're, they're there like, for yeah okay here are the types of organs you can't you don't know what kind of vagina you have until you like figure out what works for you and what feels good and what doesn't feel good mm-hmm. but try it's trial and error I started masturbating when I was a child as well because one day one year for Christmas a family member gave me like a giant stuffed horse and I would like ride it I was like oh I'm a fun I had an elephant and I was like wait (laughs) hold up and then that's all I did Um, and I was five I was five years old so you discover it at different times so I would say yeah um, take the pressure off yourself for sure but if you go to one of those sex toy shops the people who work there are so fucking educated especially in Portland you you are so fortunate to be amongst people who like want to help you and and will not judge you at all this city is an incredible place for that (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
So I would try to go there, and maybe like like Corinne is somebody who she does not like toys, like any in terms of like vibrators. That I had got an Itachi with like an extension that plugs in. It's like a it's like a saw. So you know, everybody's pussy's different, and you gotta yeah. discover what's what your pussy's Have like. Have you tried you know? different things, or no, do you always I, try to ma- masturbate in like this a similar way? No, or I, I, that's why I'm like confused. Is I've tried like a bunch of different you're toys, anxious. different things with hard yeah, girls. So you're I anxious. Understand, like, and it's mental, man. Yeah, because you mental. could. You mean you could try? I mean, like I don't. You know, I, I don't want to get like. But you could, like try like meditating and stuff like that. That maybe think of other things besides. Because I know I'll touch on this before. Like we're so obsessed with the actual sexual organs. Like yeah. there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, orgasm. Yeah, I think especially for women is super super mental. So relaxing. And um, as far as toys, have you tried the uh, like the, I want to call it like a clit vacuum, basically? Oh, no, the one. So try that up. because that's the oh, one that the has had a lot of success mm-hmm. for the people yeah. who have had you know trouble orgasming. Um, if you message me, I have so many. I'll I'll mail one to you. Yeah, we have a closet yeah, for full of them. It's on you. For real, it's on you. It's brand new. That's better because like I'm like I don't have New York's too expensive to have that many clip vacuums in your house. Can I can I just ask a really quick question? And we have one more question after this. But uh, is there any who in here by round of applause if you feel comfortable has never had an orgasm? Oh great! Oh really? <laughs> There's nobody's Liars. gonna. It's okay. That is not every show we do. Every show. Wait, what? I'm sorry. What? Okay, okay not until you were 26. Because every time we do a live show, there is there are women. It's all it's mostly women who have never come. So it's it's so like we get that question a lot. So I just yeah. I just wanted wow, that exercise that I just did did not do what I wanted okay. it to do. No, I'm, I'm but you so, know what I'm trying yeah. to say. You know, I'm so starstruck. Like thank you, you guys. Your thank podcast you. has done so much for me. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for coming. Well, and that was there was yeah. one. Wait, I want to real quick before you. One more thing. You can go sit down if you'd like, but this is directed to you and at all. Um, erotica really, really helps because story is sexy. Ooh, yeah. You know when you 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 feel a fantasy or an anticipation, and you're like, huh. Oh, nobody touched you. You had a story in your head. So, Cleese, I think I'm saying that right. Press C L E I S Press. They publish a ton of erotica. Read some. That helps people Ooh. a lot. People with libido or, or uh, orgasm like challenges, erotica helps you a lot. Because erotica, again, is different than porn. You can imagine more with erotica. Porn yeah. is fast. You can also watch The Secretary. <laughs> or Secretary. Such a good movie. Hi. Hi. Uh, hi, my name is Kaylin. I'm 27. Hi. hi. Thanks for coming. My sister is 23. Um, we've always been uh, best friends and I I know that her influences like we grew up in very different environments so I know that my influences have been better she's had been through some harder things than I have gone through mm-hmm. and so uh, my relationship with her I'm really proud of because I I am very intentional about being accepting and positive and non-judgmental on all fronts just all the time and I know that she's I mean, my mother has like a lot of shame and just is it's just very heavy, and I know that she's heavily influenced by that. Mm-hmm. And so she tells me everything, and I'm very proud of that. But she's also recently uh, been exploring like I, mean, I don't know if it's sex work, just like accepting money for nudes on Snapchat, mm-hmm. or, like having. It's like sex work light. Ooh, did I lose my? Mo- oh, there um, it is. There it is. There it is. That's like sex work light. Yeah. Yeah, or like. Yeah having encounters with men who um, have offered to send her gift cards or things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, 
I don't want her to feel like I have any negative feelings about that, but I do have concerns about, I don't think that she has very many healthy boundaries for herself at all. Mm-hmm. And I know that because she tells you me. You know her. Right, so, right, right. Um, I want her to have more positive influences and I want her to be healthier and, and smarter about what she's doing. Tell her to listen to my podcast because I'll tell her how to do her job more safely and if I don't know how, then some of my guests will. And also maybe that'll force her to ask herself questions of so if, if she's doing it for the, the, what reasons. Send her com because the way you learn about the work is from people who've been doing it a lot longer than you. For sure. And, and it's not just the work, it's how to set boundaries in the work. Because again, a lot of us come from places of trauma, no matter what work you do. And you will see people that set boundaries differently based on how they were raised and all that kind of shit. Ooh, Thriving in Sex Work by Lola Davina is the book you should buy her. Thriving in Sex Work. Yeah, because there's a lot of stuff in there, how to manage relational issues, um, managing your safety, all kinds of stuff. But is there any instance where you hear someone's story and or how they're going about sex work and you say sex work is is not right for you? I can oh tell. God, this. yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I've worked with people where I'm like, this is re-triggering you on a nightly basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a good job for you, but that is their choice to make. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that the next job that they go to is going to be necessarily better for them in whatever their particular circumstances are? I don't make those decisions for other people. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I went to Fred Meyer's, a local grocery store chain around here. Mm -hmm. I was at Fred Meyer the other day, and the employees that were ringing me up, I was like, holy shit, you guys, is this your first job? Literally, this guy was like, here's your blue, and threw it in my bag. I was like, that's actually not mine. He's like, oh, chucked it over, and it hit some old lady. (gasps) And I thought, holy fuck, dude, you should not be in the workplace. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I... I definitely want to show her all of those resources that you mentioned. I, I just know that she's very much like me and that it, we're very independent and stubborn. If someone tells me that I need to do something because I should, I'm not going to do it. Just Give her the tools to empower buy, her to make Buy the book, leave it where she'll yeah. find it, send her a couple links. If she wants to read them, she will. If she doesn't, she's going to skin her knees until she figures out because sometimes you have to skin your knees and hurt yourself to figure out that you did something differently than maybe you should have. Um... Yeah, I wish it was, you know, I wish I could like guide everyone safely into how to exist in the world, but there's seven and a half billion people in the world, so that's not possible. So true. So yeah, yeah, definitely Thriving in Sex Work is a really great book. And then also I facilitate a therapy group for sex workers with a sex therapist, Angie Gunn, here in Portland, so you can always send her a link to that too. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Thank you so much. Guys, thank you. Thank you so much for coming out. A round of applause to Elle Stringer. Resources throughout the night. Where's the best place if people want to yeah. contact you? If they want to, thank you. Find me on stripperwriter.com. It's marked as an adult site, so if you're in 24 hour fitness, you won't be able to look at anything. <laughs> um, fitness, Stripper Writer you. on Instagram if they haven't deactivated me. My podcast is Strange Bedfellows PDX or Strange Bedfellows Podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you for